Blog Talk Radio. There's some dangerous large uh, carnivore out there. Yeah, I saw that bird pick a young deer off the road and fly away. And uh, it was just about getting dark, and we started panicking, running down the bridge, not really having any clue of storing rocks in our vicinity, good-sized rocks. And uh, I stopped long enough to get a 357 out of my backpack and look back, and that's when I thought I saw one. www.watchcoffee.com and check us out on Facebook. Give us a like. We've got some, if uh, you're looking for specials, we've got a couple of cool things going on right now. If you um, check it out on our web, our uh, Facebook page, we've got buy two mugs, Squatch size mugs and get a free pound of coffee. And you can also um, sign up to get a uh, special secret Squatchy code to uh, save 15% on your first order. So um, enough with the uh, advertising. This week um, we're just in, I guess the Hanobia Bigfoot Conference was going on this weekend there in Oklahoma. I've never been, but uh, I remember watching a a documentary about it. Also this weekend uh, here in Oregon they had the Mount Hood Salmon, Mushroom, and Bigfoot Festival out in Mount Hood Village. I saw that a couple of friends of mine were out uh, partaking. Um, I'm not sure what kind of mushrooms they're, they're pushing there. But uh, next, we got a couple of uh, Bigfoot conferences. It's, you know, conference season is getting into full swing. And uh, this next weekend, uh, they're having the 2015 Original Texas Bigfoot Conference. Um, the host is hosted by... Texas, Texas Bigfoot Research Center in Jefferson, Texas, and that is next Saturday, October 10th. Um, I see some of the speakers, Lyle Blackburn, um, John Kirk. I've met John. Um, I, I'd like 
Lyle's somebody I'd like to talk to. We should get him on the show, Shane. And uh, Ken Gearhart are, are speaking. And you can find tickets for that at www.eventbrite.com. Also coming up, and, and I know that Shane is going to this one, and I'll be there, is the Sasquatch Summit uh, hosted by Johnny Manson coming up November 20th and the 21st up in uh, Washington. And some of the speakers there are John Bendernagel, Todd Neese, uh, Tom Baker, and David Ellis, both of the Olympic Project are speaking. And uh, from Finding Bigfoot, Cliff Berrickman is going to be there. You can check that out at www.sasquatchsummit.com. Um, went last, I've gone the last two years, actually, and uh, always a good time. Lots of people there last year. I, I don't know. He had a... I, I think there was over 300 people there. I didn't count, but um, and uh, with me today, as always, is my good friend and fellow Bigfoot researcher Shane Corson. How are you on this Sunday, Shane? Ah, uh, well as always. I got nothing to complain about. Glad to be here on on uh, Montrex Radio, and I just wanted to throw in there, you know, our, one of our, our uh, one of our listeners, uh, Henry May pointed out that there's also the Oklahoma Bigfoot Symposium coming up in Stillwell, Oklahoma, as well as the Boggy Creek Festival, which is in the week, uh, the weekend of October 23rd, which happens to be my birthday, but I'm not going to make it there, unfortunately. But yeah, so we've got, there's all, it's this, this time of year, because of, and I believe it's got a lot to do with the you know, it's hard to research in the winter months in a lot of areas, so it's a good time to put on these symposiums and summits and, and whatnot. So there's a, a lot of them going on right now. Um, each yeah, has its own value. Right. So Boggy Creek, that one would be cool to go to. And that's Oh, yeah. I'd that's love coming to up. that one. Yeah, so that's uh, – so you can check those out. You know, just search the Boggy Creek Conference and the uh, Sasquatch – what Oklahoma Bigfoot Symposium, both coming yeah. up soon. So um, always fun to get together with other, you know, like-minded individuals and and sh- swap stories and and stuff. But uh, I'm definitely going to uh, the summit again this year. So I'm looking forward to it. It'll be it'll be my third year, and uh, you know, it. I just you know, Johnny Manson really puts on. A stellar event at the, the Sasquatch Summit up at uh, you know uh, the Quinault uh, um, Resort, and it's it's just a lot of fun. And it's not just fun, but it's you know educational. I mean, I, I talk and meet with a lot of people that come there um, that uh, are both researchers and enthusiasts, and and those that just want to learn or find something out or talk to some of the people that are out there hard at work. And so the summit, you know, there's always it's just it's got a little bit of everything, you know, for everyone. So I highly re- recommend the summit, uh, big time. It's just it's a fun time to be had, and uh, very hands-on. Uh, there's plenty of time to talk to the speakers and and mi- mix and mingle with everybody and and great vendors. The vendors are fantastic, and so um, it's just uh, one of one of my favorite events to go to, bar none. You know, um, besides you know, say like Beachfoot. But that's invitation only. So, the summit though is is fantastic. The you know Sasquatch Summit. So I'm just throwing that out there. I, I, if you can make it, please do. If not, you know, for the whole weekend for for at least one day, 
uh, highly recommend it, and uh, you will come away happy. Uh, you know, a little bit of something for everybody. <laughs> yeah, it was it was interesting last last year because they you know they had the uh, the Muppet, Muppet Master was uh, came and promoted and and did did a live commercial <laughs> basically. Uh, that was what I got out of his presentation. Basically, was <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, something I'm for everybody. I mean. I got a good laugh out of some of it, but, you know, uh, uh, yeah, it is what it is, but I don't go there for every presentation, you know, I go there for some presentations, you know what I mean? That's the thing about these summits and, and symposiums and venues, uh, a lot of people complain, well, so-and-so is going to be there, or this topic is going to be there, well, you know, it doesn't matter what doesn't matter if it's even bigfoot related you can go anything anywhere any sort of uh conference and you're not going to be i mean chances are there's going to be some realm of controversy that's a given but that's not why i attend these i tend i attend these things to support the speakers that i i follow you know i mean the lint project we got a great showing there and i highly recommend you know uh, those that want to listen to lint project this is a great uh venue to you know hear what we're doing and what we're about and uh, but there's other great speakers there, you know, uh, that I recommend you listen to as well. And but you know, if you're if you know, you're not. They don't lock the doors when you walk in this place. You can walk out. You know, uh, you don't have to stay there and listen. You know, it's no one's tying you down. There's a lot of things to do in that area, and it's a very you know that whole Ocean Shores area all the way up the coast is a very squatch area. So go enjoy the. In, you're right on the beach. Go enjoy it. But you know these these events get a lot of. Uh, they get a lot of uh, you know bad uh, you know comments, and it's just uh, it's reckless in my opinion. I mean, no one you know, you can go or you don't go, uh, but you know the people like Johnny Manson and some of these other organizers, you know, they put together it's you know uh, an uh, you know something for everybody, and right. you know people can take out what they want, but it's enjoyable. Enjoy it. Don't go there frowning. And the thing is, I mean, I, I, there's people that I that like Tom Powell is going to be speaking. Tom is is uh, you know had his talks about the paranormal aspect of Bigfoot, and and Tom and I had a, a great conversation last weekend at Hopscotch. I mean, it's you know I that's not my experience, but but I'm 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 not going to knock people because they that's that's been their experience or that's the angle that they're coming from. So. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I'm for crying out loud. I'm, I, you know, I, I look for Bigfoot. So, uh, <laughs> I, I don't think that, you know, that I have, uh, I'm not going to throw stones at people that, uh, that, uh, have a different, or coming from a different angle. So, yeah. Um, so we have a, um, the other thing that I, I wanted to cover real briefly before we bring our guest on today is, uh, Adam Davies, I guess, is speaking out about, his trip to Soa. Uh, that's and I'll, I'm going to check this out. It's you know on uh, Bimmel of America. B of A audio is uh, he and uh, John are going to be on there and uh, talk about Soa. So I'm I, I'll be interested. I, I I've wondered why you know Adam has has stayed silent up till now and I'm interested to hear what he has to say. So um, that's something yeah. I'm looking forward to checking out. So. Absolutely. Without uh, we have we have a great guest today that uh, is going to uh, share his encounter with us. 
um, Dave Groves. Dave had an encounter in 2010, um, daylight encounter with a massive dark-colored bipedal creature where he was out riding his ATV in the Allegheny National Forest of Pennsylvania. So and what he saw really affected him, and he's one of those people that had an encounter, and uh, it moved him you know, from non-believer to Bigfoot researcher in like a second. So uh, <laughs> without, uh, I'd like to bring uh, uh, Dave on and and hear his story. So, hey Dave, are you there? I'm here. Hi Shane. Hi Gunner. Hi Dave. Hi. Thanks for joining us on Monster X today. Not a problem. Hey, thanks for having me on. It was a surprise to get that uh, invite and caught me off guard, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm honored. We're glad to have you. So, so Dave, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background before you uh, had your your uh, encounter. Well, how far do you want me to go back? I was born in. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> uh, I I grew up in Western Pennsylvania, and it's farm country. Uh, it's building up a lot now, but it it was always farm country. I've always been a hunter. Uh, I trapped all through high school, you know, going out and checking the, the, the trap lines at midnight. And before I went to school, uh, with a little extra money in, in those days. And I've always liked the outdoors. Uh, and when my dad took me out hunting for the first time, I actually saw three black bears. So I was hooked. I mean, it was like the stuff you see out in those woods while you're quiet is amazing. And, you know, you don't get to see that from your kitchen or bedroom or living room. So, uh, but yeah, Western Pennsylvania is it's real farm country, and, and a lot of folks here are hunters, uh, gun enthusiasts, fishermen, hikers, campers, and so forth. And so I, I was pretty much that way growing up. And uh, then out of high school, I joined the military. I was in the Navy for six years, and and uh, had some pretty cool experiences there. I guess uh, learned to be a kind of a man. You know, you grow up quick in the military, whether it's wartime or not, and and uh, God bless everybody that's over there doing what they're doing now or or whatnot. It's, uh, it's a true eye-opening experience, and the friends you make and camaraderie just last a lifetime. So uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, to, to go from the beginning to the end, I, the last couple of years I was in the Navy, I actually was honored to uh, to work with the Navy SEAL teams. I know people hear that name a lot now and think, my God, everybody's a SEAL, and I'll never claim to be one. I was not a SEAL. I, I was working on the boat cruise uh, with SEAL Team 4 and UDT Team 2, which is now, which as when I got in, was just changing over to the SDV teams uh, for the, the subs. But, yeah, we were down in Granada when the college kids uh, were rescued uh, over in Lebanon with boat, boat support. So I got to see a little bit of, of stuff that, you know, you're scared to death, but you're not scared. And what happened to me in the woods came close to a lot of some of that. It really did. It, it you, you just got to swallow it, you know, and, and go with it. And uh, it happened so fast, actually, that I didn't get a chance to to actually be scared till it went out of sight, actually, which I'll probably get into here in a little bit. But that's pretty much it. Uh, got out of the Navy. I'm not married. I, I, I was married at one time and lived in Philadelphia for a while. It was the closest I could get to home right away, and I, I had to come back to the west side of Pennsylvania. It's beautiful over here. And, and that's where I'm at now, and hopefully, probably will be forever. Fantastic. Yeah, thank you for your service. Uh, I just want to say that. Thank you for your service. You made a good point. You know, one of these things about the radio show is uh, I, I have to I have to say that 
this is a luxury, and I'm just thankful. I got two brothers in the military, and and one that served both, you know, as a Marine, both in Iraq and Afghanistan. And I get the luxury of doing a, a podcast and and researching a subject that I love, the passion. So, uh, good point. Thank you for your service, and thank you to all those out there that are uh, serving this country proud and whatnot. So, thank you. Thank Absolutely. You. Now, your 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 time in the. I mean, you spent time with the Navy. And and whatnot. So, has that? I mean, are you a hunter uh, by trade? I mean, are you a hunter? Have you ever hunted before? Uh, leading into your, your encounter, uh, what were you doing out there in the woods? Uh, you know, that led you to this uh, sighting. Well, yeah, I was I was a hunter since I was old enough to to be allowed legally to hunt in Pennsylvania, and I've always loved to shoot. Uh, I'm actually a certified expert. Uh, mark or cert- certified expert through the military and uh you know i've always been good with the gun i love it i feel comfortable with guns and and i always felt good in the woods but <clears throat> excuse me i do have to say i haven't hunted for five years I, I sat down the long guns after my encounter and i still can't explain that i'm not afraid of the woods i still go out camping and hunting uh, as much as i can and riding atvs but uh i just go hunting and it's something that I was absolutely in love with, passionate about. Uh but what I was doing in the woods that day was I'm an, I'm also an avid ATV enthusiast. I'd love to ride, I love to get out on the trails, get back in the woods as deep as you can and and again it's great camaraderie with the guys that, that ride. You know, you get friends, uh you do some camping, you you know, drink a couple beers, sit around the fire tell the big stories, that kind of thing. And, and that camaraderie takes me back to the military. It's just hard to find that, you know. But the ATV is, is, is similar to that, and you get in with a couple of good guys that aren't out there trying to tear up the woods. They're just out there. You know, we actually pick up trash along the way, try to keep the woods clean and, and that sort of thing. But that's what I was doing when I had uh, my encounter was, was actually riding ATVs. Mm-hmm. And, and right before, you know, I want to get into your encounter, but I, I'm curious. Uh, as a hunter, um, can you describe the area and then, you know, also some of the animals in this area? I mean, what were you hunting specifically? And But, you know, talk about a little bit about the fauna in this area. The area I had my encounter? Y- yes, please, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the area I had my encounter, and the day I had my encounter, I wasn't actually hunting. I was just out riding ATVs. Mm-hmm. I was To answer your question, if I was a hunter, yeah, I was up until that day. But uh, this this was actually in June, so... Um, you know, there was no hunting season going on, and the trails just right. opened up a couple weeks before then. But the area of the encounters is, it's not very mountainous. You're already up into the mountains a little bit. It's um, very wooded, old forest. It was in a na- uh, state park, the Allegheny National Forest, actually a national park, national forest. Uh, I won't call it a park. It's really a forest. There's there's not, you know, I guess it has some areas in, in, in it that do have, the you know, the park things like the horseback ride and whatever. But not where I was at. This is all north of a town called Marionville, and it's pretty far up there. Uh, pretty heavy forest. There's a lot of rolling hills. Uh, you get into some mountainous areas. A lot of rock, uh, pine forest. You know, it's old, old forest. Uh, can get pretty thick in some places. Uh, the type of animals we have, and, and I hunted uh, all kinds of small game. But uh, I was, I love my deer hunting. I love venison and. And I just love being out there that time of year. But there's a lot of deer. There's an elk herd just a little bit east of that. It was an experimental elk herd, but it took in pretty heavily or pretty good. So 
that Elkhart survives, but not up in this part. It, it, that's a little bit east of where I was riding. Uh, we have bobcats, uh, coyotes. They claim we don't have cougars, but I know we do, and I think a lot of other people that have, have seen them or heard of them or found tracks in northern Pennsylvania will uh, account for that, too. There's, I don't know why they don't like to say that, you know. Uh, we don't have bobcats or cougars in this area. It would be nice to know that when you're out in the woods, I think. But, uh, you know, I actually had a track one time that I took to uh, to one of the conferences. It was a seminar in West Virginia, and there was a cougar guy there. He's He was trying to make people aware that cougars do exist in some of these states. And he had a little cast sitting at his table. And I had the cougar track on my phone that I ran into when we found his dead doe out. Uh, after the incident happened, I, I started researching, and we found a cougar what looked like a cougar track next to this deer that was completely ate all but the bones. And I was like, man, that's a big cat. So I took a picture of it and I showed it to him when I was at this conference. And he said, yeah, he said, all but the one nail, the the one paw looked like it had a nail sticking out, which wasn't, it was from the dirt being pulled up. But he said, yeah, it looks just like that cast. And that's what I thought. I said, yeah, we have cougars here. So yeah, we have those. We've got plenty of different types of birds. Uh, just, just a nice area, just a nice outside of the, the Allegheny national, uh, forest i mean it's i think it's like 800 square miles it's protected wilderness but outside of that is a lot of farmlands more more forest uh it's outside of the state or the, the federal forest uh just pretty heavy heavy lands now from what i understand uh it's claimed to be one of the least densely populated areas east of the mississippi now that sounds weird to me i've been in some other quite uh, non-populated areas, but I actually read that on on one of their websites, which I didn't know that. So that kind of gives you an idea of what that area is like. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, well, you know, uh, no, thanks for uh, sharing that. that. You know, I'm always interested in the natural fauna and stuff that's in these areas. Uh, you know, uh, to help explain, you know, because a lot of people, will, you know, you had an encounter. Well, you know, could have been a bear, could have been this, uh, could have been that. You know. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. uh, it it's good to it's good to share, you know, some of the uh, fauna out there and what's actually out there and, and as a hunter I'm sure you've seen a lot of uh, you know, like you said your first trip out you you saw you know, maybe not in this specific area but you, you saw three bears, you know. So it's it's Yeah, it was actually just it was actually just north of there to be honest. It was uh up near Kane PA. I don't know, that might be 20 or 30 20 20 miles north. Uh, it was at a buddy's hunting camp that my dad took me to, and yeah, there's there's bear in this area too. I mean, don't get me wrong, but right, I don't want to laugh at people that say that because I know that we all have to question the reality of what's out there and what people claim to see. And bears Absolutely. do get mistaken for these, but when you see one up fairly close, it it kind of no, it wasn't a bear and it wasn't a man in a ghillie suit. I mean, there's no, I don't know how to explain it. There's no, it doesn't look anything. You know what you're looking at. I didn't at first because I didn't believe in these things, but uh, yeah, you know, it's now I can understand if one's running through the woods or you see it from a distance. Yeah, that, that I can see where you can confuse that. Maybe if it's running on all fours or something, or stands up like bears sometimes do. But uh, no, not the same body style, not the same face, head, ears, nothing like that. So, well, you know what? Uh, let's get right into uh, your encounter then. I think you've kind of laid a foundation here. What, uh, starting out, what were you doing out there that day? Uh, you kind of explained a little bit, but what were you doing out there that day? You know, and what, uh, you know, how many people were out there with you? And, uh, you know, how how did everything come to uh, come to pass? Okay. Uh, 
You might have to pull me back in here a little bit. It's it's always my heart's beating real fast just thinking about this already. Yeah. And, and here <laughs> we go, you know. But <laughs> yeah, it was a buddy of mine. He's actually a guy I joined the Navy with. We went in the Navy as buddy system. We've been lifelong friends, and unfortunately, over the last couple of years, we've not had a falling out. We've just kind of drifted our own way. But uh, I had actually sold him a smaller ATV that I got rid of. He wanted to go ATVing with me when he when I when I took off on it and. And I had bought a larger one, so uh, the ATV trail is about 10 miles north of uh, a town called Marionville. And it, the trails, there's two trails up there that kind of run together. It's the Marionville and the Timberline trails. And I wanted him to go up, wanted somebody to go up riding. It was early in the season. Well, it wasn't early in the year, actually. It was in June. But their season opens up uh, right after, which one's the first, Memorial or Labor Day? I get them backwards, the one in May. It, it opens up right after that, so or that weekend. So this would have been like the second week in June. And uh, it was early in the season, and I needed to get a fix on for riding ATVs because having all winter off and not having ride, ridden. And to get him out there, and, you know, he was a new rider, uh, especially in the bigger woods. And in this trail system, isn't real technical. They they keep it kind of groomed through the forest, you know. it's It's open to a lot of ages and stuff, so... We went up that day and uh, kind of thought it was going to get canceled. We weren't going to make it because it was pouring down rain when we got up that morning. But we got up there early in the morning and and, uh, hit the ranger station to get our passes. And then he tells me he doesn't have his rain gear. And I'm thinking, you know, well, that's the first lesson. You always bring rain gear. So (laughs) we went back into town and 10 miles down the road and got him some cheap rain gear that he ended up tearing when he put it on anyhow. So. But the rain quit. We got to the trailhead, which is uh, the main trailhead. It's the Marionville trail, trailhead right at the north of this trail system. And uh, the trail itself, like I said, ties together. It, it kind of goes off to the west, comes curves back around south and then east. But you can keep going to the west on what's called the bike trail. And that's for motorcycles and people that have a lot of guts. And there's a lot of rock climbing and some dangerous stuff there. I've taken that trail twice. And I don't know that I'm getting a little bit older and my back hurts, so I don't know that I will be taking that trail again. But the trail that we were on cuts back around to the east and heads south, and it's a good, oh, we put the two together, and if you ride all the loops, you're talking 60 to 80 miles we've put on uh, different trips up there. And anybody that rides ATVs says, well, that's a long way. It is a long way, and it makes for a full day, but this isn't, it's groomed trails, so keep that in mind. These, you know, as long as you're moving, you can get that done in four to six, four to five hours, you know. But that's why I liked it up there. It was an all-day ride. It wasn't a two-hour, let's get on and get off. It's You go from one end to the other and back up. And it's made out of a series of loops. Uh, and anybody that's familiar with it knows that they have a loop, the trail system, you know, like the loop A, loop D. kind of gives you an idea what the sign is while you're riding, kind of where you're at. Uh, the area you're riding in is old. There's old oil wells. You see the old oil derricks up in the middle of the forest. It's kind of cool. There's some lumbered areas where you can see forever there's beaver dams that i love to stop at and go down and check them out i don't think they're active anymore but you can still see the trees that are have been gnawed at it's kind of really cool uh just a nice day in the woods anybody likes the woods a lot of atvers say they don't like this trail system because it's not technical but they don't like the woods then because i like to see the woods and ride you know not just fly through the woods so this is a great place for that and we were headed down we, we went all the way down to the end. It's a place called Bueller's Corners. Turned around, had our lunch, came back up. And then when they looked at the trail system starts looping again, it's 
it's like towards the east side of the trail system. And we were going from, uh, it was Loop D, Loop D A C. yeah. It was Loop D that goes into this bigger Loop A and then goes up into Loop C. And right where Loop D and A kind of meets, there's a couple creek systems through there also. And it's that, that part of the trail was like some gravel roads, uh, old logging trails. You just open it up and go. You're not supposed to. They, you know, they don't tell you to, you're allowed to drive faster, but we do. Uh, and mine being a bigger and newer ATV, I wanted to cut loose. And Paul kind of, his name was Paul. He kind of puts and, you know, I hope he's not listening. He might not like me saying this, but he, he, he likes to go a lot slower than I was. And I wanted to open it up by this point. We were coming back up, and we were on this part of the trail that we'd already seen some of. And, you know, just just go. And uh, right when we started hitting those areas, I just wanted to open up, stop in the woods, you know, have a bottle of water and maybe have a smoke. And Paul was just stopping and looking around and at this point he didn't realize how far we had to go and I wanted to get back to the top of the trailhead at the end of the day was coming and I told him I'll meet you up here you know it's safe just don't do anything stupid and I'll pull off the trail and meet you and I took off and probably got a couple miles ahead of him I'm estimating uh, because when the trail system turned right right off of the D A loop I pulled over to wait for him and, and this is where it really picks up I was I just got off my ATV and I left it running. Uh, I was taking my helmet off and rocks were hitting the front of my ATV on the right side. I kind of pulled it in and angled it into the woods a little bit off the trail. And right where I was at, the trail comes along, breaks away from the forest, the tree line, and there might be 30 feet or so of, I don't know, foot or two foot tall grasses. They go up against the forest and then further up the forest comes back against the trail. It was kind of one of those scenes and some hills off to the left of me. So I pulled into the grass a little bit to get off the trail, and I was waiting for Paul. If he went by, I could see him back there, and if he missed the turn, I'd go back and get him. And and I, I mean, it was instant to me. It was uh, I don't remember being much off the, the the ATV when I noticed rocks were hitting the front of the ATV, and it was almost the same spot afterwards. I I, I remembered this. A lot of what I'm saying is going to be after the fact because I've had time to think about it and. You know, gather my thoughts and write my and uh, put my story down on paper uh, about four years ago. So I, you know, it. I, I recall that they were hitting the the front of the towards the front tire, and I'm thinking to myself, first it didn't hit me because you, you end up getting rocks and dirt flying up when you're riding ATVs. But you know, you're kind of in that frame of mind, just getting off and kind of wore out. You know, what the hell are rocks hitting the front of my ATV for? I'm stopped. It was kind of all happening real quick, and I still didn't think nothing of it. But I caught one out of the right side of my eye. I was on the right side of my ATV, exiting off the right side, and I'd taken my helmet off. And out of the corner of my eye, I could see something fly through the air. And the one I actually caught in my eye was probably about fist size. I could probably hold it in my fist and almost close my fist, if that gives you any size of these rocks. These weren't boulders, and these weren't small pebbles. These were medium size. If it would have hit me, I would have felt it. And uh, it, it, uh, it, my eye caught that flying through the air, and and uh, it was right then when I started turning to the right. See, what the hell, where are these rocks coming from? And this was about the third or fourth one in a short span of time that hit. And as I turned to the right, I remember seeing what looked like a, a stump or a tree, a dead tree or something. It, I wasn't thinking much about it. It was the forest. And I'm looking around expecting to see somebody standing there or something. And uh, it was almost instant. As soon as my body, my head turned and caught that, 
what I thought was probably going to be a dead stump unless I got to look at it longer. I might have noticed it, but I didn't get to look at it for a fraction of a second. This thing sprang straight up, and I mean, it looked like one of them targets standing up on a spring. That's what it reminded me. It was like there was no effort, and that blew me away, and that's kind of – your mind doesn't gather all this in. It's like, yeah, a target, no, what, a human, no. I mean, you're trying to rationalize in this in these seconds. What the hell is going on here? Uh, there's no people – I mean <laughs> – Whatever was throwing rocks at me was hitting almost the same spot. And I, and this was 90 feet away. I later walked it kind of off about the distance that I, I remember it being, and it was about 90 feet. And I'm thinking, you know, what the hell is this thing? And I'm looking at the first thing I, I looked at was in its hand, in its right hand, which is funny to me. I wrote in my encounter, and I remember it. And I like to repeat this part because for some reason I'm right-handed, and for some reason I just assumed it was right-handed. I have no idea if it was right or left-handed or if it even was throwing rocks. Whatever they were coming, they were coming from that direction. And this thing stood straight up, and it was, uh, I estimated it to be seven to seven and a half foot tall. I looked in its arms or its hands for, you know, the first few seconds because something was throwing rocks at me. I wanted to know if this thing was armed, whatever it was. I'm trying to rationalize this, and... uh, his hands moved. I remember his right hand moved, which was the left side of its body because it was looking right at me. And it kind of moved around and he put it in front of himself like it was low, but it moved and his fingers were moving and his hands were very long. I remember the fingers being very long. Uh, I, I think I sent you guys a picture of an artist that, that finally have, over the years put something together. It was actually for somebody yeah. else, but I pieced it together, had somebody else piece it together. This thing freaked me out because it looks exactly like what I I saw, but it... Uh, Anyhow, this I, looking at its hands, and I started working my way up the body in those few seconds, and this thing was massive. I mean, I've heard these stories after the fact, and i got to go back and say this. I wasn't a believer of Sasquatch. I never thought much about it, didn't care about it, didn't spend my time thinking about it. I probably don't remember laughing at people that said they were. I'm, I'm kind of not that kind of person, but I just got out of that conversation because I don't believe in them. And that's the last thing I was thinking about. It never came to my mind until this thing stepped back into the woods, which is what happened. Uh, after staring at it for about 10 to 15 seconds, which seemed like a little bit longer than that to me, I was froze. I never even thought to go to my fender bag for a camera or anything else. I mean, to be honest with you, this I don't know what I'm looking at. It's happening so quick. This thing's right there, and it's all coming into my head. That you know, if it wanted me, it could have took me right off this thing because it was pretty accurate with them rocks. Uh, you know, I, I don't stand a chance getting back on this quad and getting out of here. This thing just looked so massively strong and powerful, but it didn't look like it was going to hurt me. That's one thing I have to say that that set in in those few seconds is I was more afraid of the unknown. Like, while, while I was concentrating on this thing, my mind started saying, what's coming up behind me? What's over, to, you know, to my left? I mean, what's going on here? You know, is there something surrounding me? I didn't know what was going on. And, you know... If this thing rushes me, I'm not going to be able to get out of here anyhow. You can just tell by the size and the power look of this thing. And I remember its face. I, I got to its face, and it it was all dark. And I and I know it had hair. This thing was, you know, it wasn't a ghillie suit. I, I got to tell you, I wore ghillie suits. I, I know the bush look that they have, and these aren't that. These were arms and legs, and this was hair, and this was a creature on two legs that had a very human look in its face is, is pretty much what I can say about it. Uh, but I couldn't make the features out. Like the lips, I could see it had a face. The lips, the nose, the eyes were very dark, and yet they were deep set in like dark. And the, the, I don't know if it was skin or hair right along the face piece, piece because it was all one color. Like it was all dark. 
there was no whites, no browns, no silvers or tans that other people see. You know, I know they're different in, in different areas, but this is the one that I saw. And, and uh, it was probably 10 to 15 seconds of this going back and forth. And I looked, I went to look in its eyes, not knowing whether I wanted to or not. And it yeah. stepped. I mean, it was almost the second I got to its face. It stepped, it like took steps straight backward. It never looked away from me. This thing stayed square right at me. I mean, and it stepped it stepped straight back into the woods. Uh it was probably oh, I don't know, five or ten feet from the the wood line. I, I really don't know how far, but it in three steps, you know, not real long ones. I mean it was watching what it was doing too. And it never turned around to look where it was going. This thing just went right through the trees. And I was on that A T V that was that was when it ended. And that was when I would started really freaking out because now I don't know where it went. I don't know what's going on. And I'm I'm looking to the left. You know, because I, I realized I was in trance with this thing. And, you know, was I getting suckered here with something? I don't know what's going on still at this yeah. point. And, and, you know, I, I took off on the ATV and went flying up the trail. Not even thinking about my buddy Paul that's supposed to meet me there. Luckily, he we found each other further up the trail. I pulled over where there's a big mud hole and people tend to play in it. And there were some other ATVers up there. So I kind of pulled over acting like I was watching what they were doing, looking in the woods, starting to shake and really... Feel the no- I mean, I was feeling nauseous, to be honest with you, and, uh, you know, I don't want to go into any more detail than that, except for to say, when Paul finally met up with me, we stopped, the first place I saw, there's some outhouses along there, I actually had to use it, and that's about as far as I'll go in those details, but uh, it, I wasn't really afraid of this thing when I saw it, that's not really, I mean, I, I uh, it's hard to explain, it never, like, when I think back about it, it's like animals, it didn't curl its lip, it didn't hunch itself up it didn't it didn't have to make itself look bigger i mean seven and a half foot seven foot tall to me is pretty impressive but the width of this thing was amazing me the shoulders and, and the neck and the girth of this thing was amazing i never saw it turn sideways so i can't tell you how thick the body was but you know mm-hmm. it is and then that after the fact i kind of <clears throat> didn't talk about it for a long time my buddy actually when we met up we didn't i didn't even tell him what happened and just last year, it was uh, in the fall last year, I finally called him up and said, Paul, we haven't talked in a while. I said, uh, do you remember what time of year that was? Because uh, somebody was taking in, in the encounter for a book they wanted to put me in, in, my encounter in, and the details weren't there as far as the time of year. I knew it was the beginning of the year because the trail just opened up, or at the end of the season when the trail was just closed. And I remember it was one, you know, right on either side of that summer where the, the trees were still there, but the weather was changing, and the trail was either open or closed. And I couldn't recall four years ago, and that part of it. And he said, yeah, it was right after the trail opened. And, and why? And I told him, <laughs> and it, this is when he, he told me, he said, I believe in them too. He said, that's why you were so quiet the whole way home. And you were just acting stupid. I thought, man, I should have just said it. You know, he's my best friend and those things we don't talk about. I think when something like that happens, you just tend to shut up like I did because I, what be, I don't even know what I saw. So what am I going to tell him? What I, saw? I know what I saw. I just don't know how to tell him what I saw and make sense of it. And I had to rationalize it myself, and, you know, I just shut up for it for about two years, and my fiance was the first person I mentioned it to, and uh, she was very accepting of it because she knows who I am and, and the type of person I am, and, you know, it finally took me a while to come out and really start talking about it. Uh, uh, yeah. it's, it it's funny because people say that, uh, you know, when they tell their story, you can see them shaking a lip quiver, and that that's exactly what happens. It takes you right back, just like that picture that Marta did. That took me right back. When I saw that face, it was like, oh, my God, that's the exact thing that I just saw, except for it was looking to the left on, or I guess it's right on that picture where, in my case, this thing was staring straight at me. I mean, yeah, 
that's pretty much the encounter. Yeah, so, I mean, if people want a glimpse of Pops, you know, kind of uh, what you saw, you know, our promo, you know, you provided a, a, uh, an artist rendition of, not, 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 uh, drawn for your encounter, but it's something similar to what you saw, and that's in our intro and, uh, for this show, so I recommend people, if they're curious about, you know, your sighting, they can refer back to that as a reference. And, uh, but, you know, I got to ask you, Dave, so you parked your ATV. Did you kill the engine um, as you're going up this trail? Did you kill the engine, or was it still no, coming I away? And I, I kind of wish I didn't. I did, but because I didn't. Because I didn't hear any noises. That's one thing I do want to say is uh-huh. now I hear people say they smell. I didn't smell anything. I didn't hear any noises. It never opened its lips and grunted or anything or hoofed or anything, but I didn't hear any other noises. The, the, the quad's not that loud. But mm-hmm. it was still running because I was having problems. I don't have electronic ignition on this one, but I was having problems with the fan kicking on to cool it down. So it had to, you know, it was shutting off and staying off when I shut it off. So I left it running to cool so the fan would kick on. And that's the only reason that thing was running. And I kind of wish I would have shut it off. Maybe I'd have heard something, you know. You go back and think about this after the fact, and it's like, oh, God, you know, what? The, there's something I missed there. But, uh, yeah, the engine was still running. Yeah, yeah, uh, and that's kind of what I figured. But you know, uh, the it's it's not as if you were expecting something to happen. It just happened. So with rocks coming in, I don't think I'd be thinking about switching off my ATB. I, I'd probably be thinking, oh, keep it running, or wouldn't even be concerned at the time, knowing that I could just take off when I wanted. But when you when you pulled up to this spot, you know, did these rocks immediately come in? Or were you parked there for a few seconds uh, and oh, then the yeah, box came seconds. in? Or, yeah. I mean, I, I might have said immediately, but I'm just saying it wasn't five minutes later or nothing. This all happened within 30 yeah. to 45 seconds. I mean, yeah, I was pretty much dismounting from the ATV, which was really weird because it put me on the side of the ATV where these rocks were coming from. I was kind of quartered away from, I think Hunters kind of know what that means. I was quartered away from yeah. the angle of where this thing was, and they were coming by me. I mean, which amazed me because if it wanted to hit me, it could have. I I don't know how to explain that, but you know uh, we needed this thing for the Pittsburgh Pirates pitching staff here a couple years ago. But uh, <laughs> I mean, it was amazing. Not we don't. We got a good staff now, but yeah, it it was that accurate. <laughs> and since then, people actually said this to me because I was curious. Why would something, you know, once I got after the fact and got really pulled into this, I was like, why would something so secretive and so quiet and and, you know, not want to be seen, do this. Why would it throw rocks, get my attention, and then stand up when I look that way? Why would it do this? And the only explanation I got that made sense was somebody said, well, you know, you probably caught them traveling or something. And I'm like, them? And she's, and this, it was a female. She said, uh, yeah, so there are probably younger ones maybe in the grass or, or up in front of you. And it drew its attention to it because you were parked right there. And I thought, man, I could I'm lucky I so, you know, I'm thinking now that I've always heard these things, now that I know more about them, that they might defend their young with their lives, you know, and, and I don't know if that's what happened. I'll never know that. But uh, it all, when somebody told me that, I thought, well, maybe they were the ones being mischievous and throwing rocks because at 90 feet, that's close, but it's still a long distance to be that accurate. I, they were coming from that direction, though, because my eyes took me there, and I just I just can't believe how accurate it was. It's just amazing. That part it amazes me. No, it is pretty amazing you know i i i had an encounter back in 2012 and there was one rock thrown and it was i assumed pretty accurate because it missed all of our tents which i thought would be easy targets 
but they were from a distance, of course. And so I, you know, I can't say that it was accurate or not. I can, you know, guesstimate that it was. Uh, Dave, I got yeah, accurately quick, trying uh, to miss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that's a very, that's a very, uh, that's a very high uh, possibility. Let me ask you real quick. Uh, do you have? Um, we're hearing an echo on Block Talk. Do you have uh, this on your computer or? Because uh, there's a little bit of an echo, and I don't believe that it's Gunner and I, but there's a little bit of an echo that I'm hearing. I do, but I don't have it turned on. I mean, the speakers are off. Uh, I'll just shut okay. it completely down. Okay, I'm not sure. I'm just no. hearing a little bit of an echo, and we had a, a few people pointing out. Let me out. try this. I have I have uh, earbuds in and a microphone. Hang on. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Is that much better? It, it is much better. better yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was the that. that was the yeah. Sorry about that. That's the microphone. Oh, They're just like no problem. Free, I should have you know? <laughs> it up earlier. Uh, but uh, anyways, so yeah, I mean the, the accuracy sometimes of the, the the you know these reports of the rocks coming. I don't know. I've heard people being hit by like smaller pebbles and acorns and but like the larger size rocks. You know, uh, I don't hear of anybody being killed or nailed. You know that can talk about it. I guess right. Uh, yeah. But I've not heard of that, and so the accuracy to me is pretty interesting, you know. Uh, but you know, you had you know multiple thrown at you. I won't call them pebbles because they were larger. Uh, these are mm-hmm. rocks, you know, and and it just seems like you pulled up, and you're probably you know you're, you're you know you just happened to pull up in the right spot at the right time, and this thing was there already for whatever reason, and and it was like not happy about it or you know wanted your attention or whatever, but started throwing these little. You know these rocks in there. I, I, it's just really interesting, and then you know it was missing you, but it was hitting you know around the ATV. It was hitting the ATV actually right at yeah. the tire and the fender, and it was like going up under the well. It was bouncing. It was right in that same area. It was, I mean, yeah, it was incredibly, incredibly accurate. Now, again, you know, now that I know what I know, I didn't know this then, but you know, young ones are supposed to be mischievous, and maybe they were doing it from that over there somewhere. I don't know, or there could have been more than one. Who knows? But. Right. I definitely think after the fact that uh, this thing was getting my attention and, you know, it was also letting me know you, you just probably don't belong here right now. And the funny part was it left before I did. I mean, I think we were leaving at the same time, but once it disappeared, I was there's no talking me into staying. I I don't know where it's at. I'm scared at this point. I mean, I was always getting a little panicked. But, uh, yeah, I mean, in, in going back to your question, it wasn't instantly like in the first second or so, but, you know, I was just dismounting to the right and – whatever amount of time that takes. I mean, it was pretty instant where I pulled out, parked, swinging my leg over, taking my helmet off. When I started noticing one or two, maybe two, it already hit at that point. So it was pretty instant, I guess, when it was thrown. When I started noticing, it was seconds later. Uh, so, yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, there's a lot of questions, like, what if, what were the chances of that pulling up? I mean, I, you know, I understand how incredibly lucky and rare these encounters are and to have one like this to me uh, you know I, I think back at it and say i'm just going to stay shut up because who the hell is ever going to believe this and, and it's not that i care if anybody believes it i've i've just got to that point it's like it is what it is it and, is uh, what it is <laughs> i'm more into speaking about the truth and and getting it out there these things exist and and i know they exist now and i you know you couldn't have talked me into that before you could have showed me all this evidence that's out there and you know, claims to be out there in the videos and some true, some hoax, and I wouldn't have mattered to me. I'd have found a reason to, to talk you out or talk myself out of believing it. But when it's standing right there, there's no talking you out of believing it. It's it's a strange <laughs> feeling to not be a believer, not even think about them in one minute, one second, and then to not have a chance the next. 
they don't have a choice. You know, it's you're pretty much you don't have a choice. Yeah. You can close no, your eyes and that, pretend it didn't happen. <laughs> right, right. No, that's a fantastic point, and I think a lot of people do do that. You know, that uh, I think the major vast majority. You know, I'm not. This isn't my idea. I've heard others say this, and I believe it. The vast majority of sightings, uh, some some of the best ones, and perhaps some of the lesser ones, go un uh, unnoticed and untalked about. People uh-huh. are just like, you know, well, who's going to believe me and the whole nine uh, in your situation? Exactly. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, uh, these these things are out there. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, call me a knower, believer, I don't care. These things are out there. Uh, oh, without a what doubt. they are, yeah. I, won't, I won't claim to say that. But getting back to your, uh, your, your sighting, you know, we had a question here in the chat room, you know, what – can you talk about the length of the arms uh, and, you know, the, yeah, the how, how much color? Did you make any color of uh, hair or anything out? The hair, and, and it was standing, it wasn't against the, the forest. And people that have been in forest understand, even in daylight, they're kind of dark. I mean, I was in an open area. Um, the edge of the forest was a little bit darker. like, But it, it was still kind of open. The sun was getting in there. This thing was black. The color of it was black. It wasn't just from the shade. It was a shiny kind of black. I remember that. It, it kind of <clears throat> looked oily to me, which, you know, made me start thinking animal. I mean, instantly, that's what I'm thinking. And uh, it, it was all black. And, I mean, that instantly seeing it and not, not seeing it one second and seeing it the next, there was no flash of any white, silver, any off color. This this was all dark. The face itself was very dark, and that's why even at 90 feet I couldn't tell uh, if it was dark skin or dark hair, I believe it was skin because it did have a different look to it, right? You know, right around its nose, mouth, eyes. Uh, it was either very, very short black hair because it didn't look, it wasn't hair like it had on the rest of its body, or it was dark skin. And the eyes, I didn't see any whites. I don't know if I could have seen whites from that distance, but I just remember the eyes being very dark. But but there was something about it that was humanly. I think it was maybe because it was on two legs and had two arms. The length of the arms... Now, with that picture, that's one thing that I would change about that picture. Uh, by the way, before I go into that, I do want to yeah. say this. that Artists are very, you know, protective of the work, and I did talk to a couple of them. I, I was looking for somebody to, to do this picture of my encounter that had to be very real of what it was. I tried a couple artists, and they couldn't get to the, the Sasquatch right, so we backed out of it. And I just happened to see this face online one day, and it was I found out later and through searching that a guy named Chuck Boston did that, and I thank Chuck. He did it for another guy, and, and some other guy from Spain helped him do it. They did the face, and uh, I was just blown away when I saw it. And then uh, the body I saw the other day was from Sibla Irwin, and she says, use it, do whatever we got to do with it. And then Joe Wilson was online the other day and said, I'll put them two together. How's that? And I'm like, you're kidding me. This is going to scare the hell. I knew it was going to come back. And he uh-huh. put the two together, and, and he didn't change anything because it would have changed their, their pictures, but he didn't turn the head to look towards me. Uh, the only things I would change are the uh, the length of the arms, uh, probably another inch or two. Uh, this thing was standing in, I'd say it's foot foot higher, taller grasses. I, I actually found this spot last year. It was the first time I went back there riding. Found that the same area. It's grown in a little bit, and the grass is higher. But uh, I'm thinking the grass was probably a foot high or so, and so that part of its legs were covered. And that's why that picture just fascinated me, because it shows that thing from, like, the shins up, right below the knees. Wow. And his hands, its hands, uh, his or her, I don't know, uh, were below, not below the knees. They were down about the knees. So I would add a couple inches onto that picture. And the other thing I remember is no, no matter what that picture looks like, them shoulders look big enough. I'm telling you, you put two more inches on it and it would be right on. Uh, oh, wow. 
I'll never forget the the width of the the chest or the the, the width of the shoulders. It just it was hulkishly huge. Uh, you know, now now knowing what I know, I would say it's an adult. It was not in its juvenile phase at all. I've heard of people that seen juveniles and they tend to be lankier, thinner. Uh, this was this was grown out. It was it was big. Now the chest was huge. Could it have had breasts from the front? I couldn't tell. I wasn't even looking for that. I didn't know to look for that. Uh, and did it have children? Maybe it was a few. I don't know. I don't know if they get seven and a half foot. I have no idea. But it was yeah. It was you knew it was tall and you knew uh, it was very wide and very powerful. The legs yeah. were probably thicker than that picture too. I remember the waist being very like it. It would have stood its ground. It you know. Mm-hmm. But it's the same reason. At the same time, I wasn't afraid this thing was going to kill me. I don't know why that was. I was scared of the unknown. And when it went away and I could no longer see it, was it, that became more unknown. That scared the heck out of me. And uh, but those few seconds were so quick and just like frozen in time. I don't know how to explain that. But not in shock. And I guess you ask people, what would you do in this case? Well, I'd have done. No, you don't know what you would have done because, believe me, I've been through some things and this thing froze me for 10 or 15 seconds. It wasn't coming at me. I didn't feel threatened, and I didn't know what the heck it was. I just knew it was nothing I've ever seen. And, I, you know, I've seen bear. I've seen people. I've worn ghillie suits. I've, you know, uh, yeah. yeah, it's they're out there, and, and folks, we have them in this country and in different places around the world, I, I hear, and, you know, and that's just the way it is. I just blown away that they're in Pennsylvania, you know. I mean, I remember when the Patterson-Gimlin film came out, and I remember being a kid. And I I don't remember a lot of details about it, but I remember thinking there's a monster in this country, and that thing's real, but it's only on the West Coast, you know. There's one of them. And, you know, how it got there, not even thinking about, you know, trading and having young and raising families and, and keep living on and on. Never thought about that, but that's all, you know, if it ever occurred to me, that's what I thought of them. <laughs> it's just, and here's one in Pennsylvania, and now somebody's telling me there's more than one, and oh, my God. But, yeah. yeah, come to find well, out, there's more than that one in Pennsylvania. <laughs> so, Dave, when you first – so you stopped because you were waiting for your buddy, right? He, he had gotten a little yes. bit ahead of him, and he was behind yeah, you. Yeah, we never he was, split up. He was but kind it, of a, right, he was kind of more of a novice writer, and and uh, right. you – so you stopped to wait for him, and that just what, – what was uh, – when you first – because your first impression was you something was – rocks were hitting your tire, Right. That was right. when you knew there was something. And then when you – so it caused you to look it up. And and when you first um, caught a glimpse of, of the creature, what what uh, what was it doing? Just stay – I mean, it stood straight up, and it, its arms were straight down at its sides. By the time I looked at it, because I, I remember the, the right arm, which I was looking at, the right hand came around to the front of it, like in front of its waist. The left arm kind of just stayed down at its side, but it it stood it just stood there and stared at me. I mean, it was frozen in time except for that arm moved and its fingers were moving. I could see the fingers because I was so concerned about it having another rock, and I'm going to see this one coming. Uh, and that's pretty much. I don't know what it was doing before that. I have no idea. It was squatting down, or it was down in a down position, because when I looked over, like I said, it was a stump or a half a tree, you know, it was sticking up above the grass. But I don't recall thinking it was a face or a body and. Not until it stood up. I mean, my eyes just made it there, so I didn't have a chance to really look at it very long. But I might have went past it and looked for the, where this rock was coming from. I may have never gotten back to look at that. I, I won't know that. But uh, it didn't give me that chance. It, it sprang straight up, like they said. It was like one of them targets, like boink. And, and it seemed so effortless. I mean, 
you know, it wasn't like like me getting up. You know, you hear me grunting and, and moaning. It was nothing like that. This this thing was pretty healthy. Stood straight up like that. So what it was doing, I I couldn't tell you. Uh, but what it did when it stood up was just stand there for those ten or fifteen seconds. It was just staring me down. I mean, we just made eye contact and looked, and and it stepped away. So it was very weird. So when you first looked at it, it was crouched in it, and as you kind of saw it, it stood up. Exactly. Yeah. It sprang up. So and that's what, more of the, and, and like yeah. you said, you you initially you're you're because our brains have a tendency to make what we're seeing you know fit something that we already know. Your first when you first saw it before it stood up, you thought you, what were what were you thinking that it was? Well, again, I'm going back. I'm thinking about it now. I try to not to do. I try to put myself back there, but there are some things mm-hmm. you don't hard to do that with because you know you're not expecting this to happen and it happens. Boom! It just but. I, I distinctly remember looking for where that where that rock come from, and when I started turning to the right, this was in the tall grass, and I, it, it for that second before it stood up, I wasn't going to stop and look at it. I don't recall seeing detail. Like I thought it was going to be a stump or a, st- or a big, you know, dark something in the woods, in the trees. But that's not. I was going to go past it. Was my intentions and look for something standing there throwing rocks at me. You know, I never expected anything to be crouched down or or, you know. And I never expected that to stand up. So if I, w- I didn't get the chance to look at it, crouched down is what, where I'm getting at. I, I just recall thinking I wasn't going to stop and look at that. I was going to look. I'm looking. For, I'm expecting to see somebody standing there throwing rocks, or a reason why rocks are being thrown at me. You know that would make total sense to me, and not gotcha. something crouched down and, you know, and and so it was right when my eyes. I mean, it was it was instant. It's about when my eyes made contact at that spot. I never got a chance to go past it. Never got a chance to get to pan past it it just like i'm busted and stood straight up is what i'm thinking i don't know but uh it stood straight <laughs> so, up and yeah, i didn't you jump back on so you you caught oh, i mean you saw it but you it hadn't registered yet that what you thought stump and then that's it, it and it all happened so fast yeah. that simultaneously yeah, exactly it, yeah if it hadn't stood up you would have probably just thought it was a stump is that what you're I, I might have. I mean, like, again, I don't know if maybe when I got there and had a couple seconds to look at it, I would have noticed that's a head and eyes or I don't know. Uh, I never had that opportunity to look at it for that long. Uh, I might have saw it coming back. But like I was panning on panning that whole like grass through there. What the hell is throwing mm-hmm. rocks from that direct? Where are they coming from? And, you know, not expecting anything to be hidden like that. I, I figured I was going to see somebody, my buddy standing right there. Who knows? I, you know, I didn't know what I was expecting to see, but it wasn't that. So right. I don't know, I don't know if I would have not seen it. You know, just seeing this thing, I, I'm sure I would have been. I knew it had it had a head and a face. You could obviously, I mean, you can't miss that. So I don't know if it was giving me that much of a view in, in the grass. I just remember seeing something dark coming up in my eye while I was panning, and you know, just thinking trees. It wasn't high enough off the ground to be a person, which I thought was probably what it was throwing rocks. And I mean, it was like instantly. So I can't tell you if wow. Uh, you know, I'd be curious to know if I'd have got past that. What, did it really look like a You hear people say that. They look like stumps or trees, and you really got to look. Uh, did it? I never got the opportunity to, to push my eyes onto that for, you know, more than a half a second. I mean, I thought, in my head, that's what I thought it was, just in the quick time that I had with it in that squatting position, yeah. And so, and, and so when, you, <laughs> when you realized what you were looking at, I mean, you you had 
um, it, it did bring up some emotion for you. Yeah, it, it's it again. It happened so quick. It's a uh, it's a fright, but it, it's hard to explain. I wasn't so much afraid of this 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 individual creature that was standing there. I was afraid. It was kind of like afraid of the unknown. Like, what the hell is it? Or is there more behind it? I mean, I was. I was getting ready to head out of there myself. I mean, if this thing didn't step back and, and start moving, I was going to be gone anyhow. I think I was starting to come, my senses were coming together. Like, this doesn't, this isn't normal. This this is not something that belongs out here. I probably would have started registering and thinking Bigfoot monster or something and got out of there. I mean, uh, you know, it, it was almost perfect timing that this thing stepped backwards because I don't know what would have happened if I would have moved. You know, it's kind of like I'm just froze and I'm just going to stay that way. I, you know... Yeah, I mean, did did you have a weapon? It was just a stare down, basically. Uh, did you? Well, have, you're not allowed to have you're not allowed to have guns in that park, so we'll we'll just go sure. with that. But it never, <laughs> yeah, it never it never occurred to me, you know, to reach into my fender bag and pull out my camera. Is all I can say. It's just that thought never came across. It just never did. Well, that's something that I mean, like you say, the the the. Uh, the event happened so quickly that that uh, it it's uh, hard to. I mean, thirty seconds is no time to to react, especially when you you don't even know initially what you're what you're looking at. So, well, ten yeah, ten to fifteen with with that uh, individual, I would say at the most. And and I tell you, it, uh, you know, I I don't want to to talk about my philosophy on what they are or where they come from. I don't really want to get into that unless unless you guys wanted to know that. But I honestly think that this thing knew that I was not going to hurt it. I, I don't know how I could tell that, and I, there's no way to prove that. But if I had any harm in my mind, I would have not made it out of them woods. And that's I honestly believe that. Uh, I was not going to – I didn't even think about going for my, my fender bag. I never thought about it, <clears throat> picture-wise or, or anything else. I never thought about it. It – it never occurred to me. Maybe it was too quickly happening. Uh, maybe if I had a few more seconds there, I would have thought, you know, I need to at least cover myself. But I just know how I am. And, and if this thing wasn't hurting me, I don't think I would have drawn on it uh, if I had the opportunity or, you know, I, I didn't feel like I had to defend myself right then, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I think if I would have known that, it would have been too late at that distance. I I honestly think that. I. I don't know where that comes from, but I just think it knew I was not going to hurt it. You know, after it looked at me and saw that curiosity and probably some fear in my eyes, that the the real fear came when it stepped back into the woods. That's because now it's moving, and now, excuse me, and now it's uh, gone. When it was out of sight, I was gone, and it was like, is it running alongside the woods and going to catch up to me up the trail? Are they behind me, you know, thinking there's more than one? Uh, what, what was, you know, all that's going through your head and, and I'm thinking I'm getting taken off of this thing, but at the time that I was look, you know, taken off the ATV, but at the time that I was looking at it, it wasn't that sense of, oh my God, you know, like I actually felt had that fear with bear in the woods, you know, because, uh, you know, they just, when they get a little bit too close and they know you're there, they all, they, they let you know that, and there's a fear that comes over you. This thing didn't give me that. It, I don't know how to explain that, but it didn't. So... Whether that was why I didn't go for my gun or, or my camera and the fender bag, I I don't know. I just I didn't, and I didn't feel like I had I needed to at the time. Cool. What? Well, so pretty much you. Well, prior to this, you really had no real concept concept of 
a Bigfoot in terms of, you know, you you never thought you were going to run into one. Um, oh, absolutely not, no. Yeah, absolutely and you're not. I, so, no. so, so after you're, so you have this encounter, you you don't tell um, anybody, uh, you, you eventually told, how long was it before you told anybody about it? Anybody would have been uh, my fiance, and that was a couple years later. Let me tell you, it's a quick story if I can. I was I'm watching sure. TV, and I'm, I'm getting I'm getting into all these this stuff, trying to rationalize and trying to learn what this was, and you know, but it still kept inside of myself. I really didn't talk. I, I started making open jokes about it. I remember at work once somebody mentioned camping and hearing some weird noises, and I'm like, maybe it was a Sasquatch, you know, things like that. But I never talked about this thing and didn't know how to. And uh, that's, that show, Finding Bigfoot of all things, it was on TV. Now I I wasn't a, didn't wasn't a fan of it before. I don't even know how long it was on before this episode. But the episode it was called uh, uh, the Redhead and the Bigfoot or Bigfoot and the Redhead or something. It was actually filmed in the Allegheny National Forest, about 20 miles north of me, up near the Kinzua Bridge. This this bridge that went across this valley and it, it caved in and it fell in in a, a tornado or windstorm. So they were up there doing that. And when I saw the previews to that coming on, I don't know when that was a couple years after my encounter. Uh, I, that's when I started. It made it easy for me to talk about because I don't know what it was about that show. I think it was because the people that they talked to that talk about it, and it was like it's you know this stuff's on TV. Maybe I can talk about it. I had mentioned it to my fiance, and then I remember when I saw the previews to that, I started texting my closest friends. Hey man, you got to check this out. This is up in Allegheny National Forest. I had something weird happen to me up there, and that's sort of how it started with me talking about it. And then, of all people, uh, I went to I went to a conference just this past, I guess it was March. It was a Cabela's event out in West Wheeling, near Wheeling, West Virginia. And uh, Steve Calls was one of the speakers there. And I was sitting in the oh, front row, and he was talking. And yeah, Steve said something about how many people here know or believe in Sasquatch. And, you know, of course, I raised my hand and other people. And then he says, how many people know they, that they exist? And I raised my hand, and very few other people did. And he looked at me, and he says, he pointed right at me and says, how do you know they exist? And I the first time I ever told my story and I was shaking like a leaf and really, I mean, my mouth went dry and everything. And, and I had to thank him afterwards because I said, that felt like a weight lifted off of my shoulder. I said, I've never, you put me on the spot, but I kind of, he said, no, when people sit in the front row, they got something to say. He said, that's why I called on you. I was like, well, thank you for that because that was the first time I got to speak about it and, and didn't get into any details, but it, it got that off my chest. It's like, it's okay to talk about it. I really don't care if what people think it is what it is. You know, it's, uh, and and people that that want to learn need to know that these things exist. I mean, God, if I there's any other way to tell me that before having to have a sighting, I was blockheaded. I guess, you know, it's like wow, wait so late in life to find out. There's a lot of things you could have got done younger. You know, it's like I just want to learn more. <clears throat> but yeah, I did. It took really? me. It was two years, two or two, two or three years. Well, cool. So. um so you had the sighting, and what? How did it affect you? I mean, how has it affected your life since since then? Oh my God! I I always say it changed my life, and I don't know. I become very, very. I want to call it spiritual. I don't want to get into religion. I, I don't go to church. I don't set in attendance on Sunday. But you know, I talk to my Maker every day as much as I can, and I've just gotten a spiritual side of me that was kind of an awakening. And I don't know how to explain that, but. The woods I've always loved, but I don't think I appreciated them as much as I do now. For some reason, I just, you know, I take trash bags out with me and make sure that I'm picking up garbage and trying to help the environment a little bit. I, I'm constantly, 
I don't know how to change it much because I'm so into it. I guess we all are, but you know, how do we leave a smaller uh, footprint on this earth? You know what I mean? If that doesn't sound too weird, like we're, we're killing this planet. These things have been here for a long time. And, and, you know, some people call them the watches of the forest, whatever you call them. Uh, now that I know they exist, it's like, we really messed this up for them. And, you know, we're taking so much of this land away and, and, and stuff. And this, it just needs to be lo- be left alone. And, you know, I've just kind of got that. And I drop my guns. I don't drop them, literally. I'm not French. But not, not that there's any <laughs> – I hope that didn't offend anybody. But uh, but I didn't drop them, literally. I mean, I just – as an avid hunter, rifle hunter, I, I haven't picked up my rifle since then either. And I, that's not good or bad because I have nothing against hunting. I just – I don't know if it's because, you know, I don't want to hunt something this thing might be eating. I don't know. I just don't – and I'm not afraid of the woods, and I'm not afraid to go in the woods at dark. So it's not that. It's just, you know, I hope I never have to pull a rifle scope up on one. That's maybe a thought. I, I don't know. I just don't go hunting anymore. So it's changed me a lot. It's like I've gotten – started going to conferences, and I've been doing a lot of research and met a guy uh, up in 20 miles – 25 miles west of this he contacted me after hearing my encounter and said look i I, i've had three encounters over here near the franklin area outside of the allegheny national forest i need somebody to come up and help me because i had a big male chase me out of the woods he stole my trout and i'm laughing thinking who is this guy and (laughs) i listened to a story and he you know i went up and met him and he took me into this area that he'd been watching for a couple years and what he told me about it was it was actually true and uh you know, we haven't had, I haven't had a sighting, an encounter physically there, but it's just amazing some of the evidence that they leave the trap. Finding your first track is like having your first born to me. I was like, holy God, look at it. I wanted to protect it. I didn't want to cast it, you know. It was kind of like one of those things. So, yeah, I'm getting out in the woods, you know, a little bit more and, and wish I was younger and, and uh, able to climb the mountains. You know, I wish I had this happen when I was a little younger, but... Uh, I'm not going to let that stop me. I'm I'm still getting out there as much as I can, and and uh, you know, and just the way I think about people has just changed. I've I have a different outlook on things since that encounter, and it's it's really changed. You know, and the one thing it's changed. What What do you mean? One thing it's changed. Outlook on on people. Go ahead. I mean, just just being more accepting of people. You know, like everybody. I don't know people. There's been people saying they've seen Sasquatch, heard that, this, that, and the other thing, and I've ignored that. You know, and and what else have I ignored? You know what I mean. And and what else? What else is, could be out there? I'm not going to go looking for anything else. I mean, I'm, I still have to be shown, I guess, but I'm opening up more to it. And it's, uh, you know, having this encounter just like a slap in the face. You should have been paying attention. You know, it's listen to what some of these people are saying, and and not all of them are telling the truth. And yeah, there's going to be hoaxes out there, and don't get pulled into that. But there, there's a large percentage of them are are telling you facts, and, and I, I've ignored that for a long time. And, you know, I probably could have done much better uh, able to help the forest or whatever, you know, instead, you know, like instead of maybe littering a couple – I mean, that sounds really stupid, but that's how deep it goes. It's, you know, how dare I drop anything in the woods now, man. I won't – you know, it's just I have much more respect. And the people, like I said, I, you know, I'm a little bit less hot-tempered. I think I used to have a little bit of a temper before. And that just went away. I, I don't know how to explain that. It was, it was like a good psychology uh, session. It really was. I don't know if that fear and that adrenaline rush just opened me up or, or if it's just the thought that came in afterwards. Like, my God, what else is out there? What, you know, listen to people and don't don't judge them so quickly. And and that's, that's well, really that's how it's amazing that, with people. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, I, 
it's a profound experience for people that, you know, that uh, have a, that kind of encounter. I mean, they always really refer is. to it. You know, people having, there's people that are on the, the outside of the door and, and the question is, are they? And then they have that confirmation um, encounter. And it, it, some people really become, you know, uh, excessive, uh, wanting to, to uh, know more. You know, what are they? Oh, and yeah. How could they have been here this whole time without us knowing? Did you have an interest in, like, mis- thing, you know, other things mysterious, like as a kid or... No, I won't say that. But you know what's interesting is because I, I wanted to bring this up. I have uh, one of my cousins' cousin's sons. His his name's Ethan. Ethan Geist, and he uh, he's thirteen. I just had a birthday. He might be fourteen. I went to a family reunion. I started going to my mother's side family reunion like two years ago, and she comes up to me and says, "That's about when I started talking about them." She comes up to me and says, "You have somebody that thinks you're a hero." He looks up to you now. And I actually almost te- teared up in my eyes. And I here's this kid with this wonderment in his eyes that these things exist, yet he's never seen one. And I'm like, I wish I was that way when I was young, man. You could have solved a lot of problems, you know what I mean? It's just one of those things that, it's like, why, what did, why did it take this long for me? But I don't know if I had, I'm sure we all, you know, like kids, you all, there were things that I thought about, like ghosts or all oh, the boogeyman. I thought the werewolf was, was for real. I remember when I was a certain age, somebody said he was running down off the hill stealing kids. You know, at that age, you believe that kind of stuff. I don't even remember what age that was, probably third or fourth grade time frame, however old that would have been. But never never really lived on and believed it, you know, it that those things kinda went away quick. I never gave that side much thought to be honest. It's here and it's in front of you. That's that's what I believed in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I kinda maybe wished things were out there that would you know, would make it easier. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> you know, why can't there be some magic bullet out there that we don't know about that just, you know, makes us hate quit hating each other, some that kind of thing. And now that I know that this exists and it did this to me, now I won't say it's having an encounter does that to everybody. I mean I always tell that I do tell that to people that wish what you know, what's what you wish for because it does become a responsibility. I mean, to me it really does if you take it seriously. It's it's a responsibility. Having an, a, a profound moment like that uh, that uh, changes your life, and, and it's your responsibility to talk about it. It's your responsibility to go out and, and make people let it know that it's okay to talk about it because there are a lot of people holding this stuff in, you know, because we as a society tend not to – we judge them. You know, you're crazy. You're, you're nuts, you, you know. I think it's becoming more accepted, so that's a good thing because of some of these television shows, whether they're good for a lot of other things or not. They're good for allowing people to open up. And well, that's, that's true, and I, yeah, and I, and I've said the same thing about you know, I, people start. I'll, I'll get into conversation with them, you know, with people that that diss on Finding Bigfoot, and first of all, Finding Bigfoot is a TV show. You know, it's it's made for entertainment, right. not not. Uh, it's it's unlikely the TV show is going to prove the existence of these animals, and then right. uh, it's also the Finding Bigfoot has has allowed I think people to. To come forward with their encounters, you know, I think it's been it allowed me to awareness. See, and that's and that's and that's a good thing. I mean, there's you know this it it has opened up the conversation. So yeah, you know, you don't you don't have it to did, and it's go ahead, Dick. Uh, no, I didn't. I don't mean to interrupt. There's this pause on the phone, kind of. It's hard to you know yeah. stop and catch. Mm-hmm. 
but it's it, it did help me. I mean, it, it opened me up a lot, and it allowed me to talk and see that it's okay to talk. And once you get out the first time, no matter what the acceptance is, I, I've learned that. I'm not one of these people that usually – I do care about what people think, but I don't live my life that way. And, you know, it's uh, just getting it out that first time and, and just – you know, worrying about are you going to throw up when you talk about it? You know, when you realize, no, you didn't, and, and the emotions come up, but that's okay. You know what I mean? If you can't finish the story, walk away. Uh, I Once I started, I couldn't stop. That I mean, when, when Steve called on me at that conference, I wanted to keep going. It was like, yeah, it just felt so good to get it out. And, uh, you know, it was kind of strange, but it, it's hard to get it going again every time after that. I don't know why. But, uh, you know, once you get going, you just can talk all night about it and, but yeah, that helped. Yeah. And the thing I, I like, you know, and knowing being in it a little bit longer now and, and taking it full force and, and trying to get to know the people in the community, because I found the Bigfoot community is a lot of awesome people. I mean, there are some really great people in that community that uh, we all share a lot of things in common. It's it's strange, and some of it's not common, but a lot of it is. And I've met some of the nicest people, you know, the, the Brian Davis is in Ohio that, that got me into some of this stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, guys up in oil city that i know that you know ken and doug and those guys they're it's just awesome to to meet some of these people and then you know they accept you and it's like really a lot of people don't accept you for saying that stuff and they're like no come here let me hear a little bit more of that i i kind of i love the people and then you find out they're good people and you know you just can't get enough of the car i can't get enough of being around some of these folks and uh you know that it's that camaraderie thing i got i think from the military and then the atving and i like that you know i didn't know that was going to be a side effect of this or anything but i'm sure certainly glad it was and i guess that's one thing that's really good that came out of this is that uh it, it this, this because of this encounter i've actually met a great group of people that i never would have ever met you know i well, never I, would I have but dave you probably don't spend a lot of time in bigfoot forums <laughs> no or conferences or you know yeah right now i can't get out of them sometimes you know it's like just if there's but, any so, new piece of knowledge. So, um, so after your encounter, how how soon did you start uh, looking into to Bigfoot and 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 actual active research? You said it was a well, while actually, before you went back to that area. Actively, yeah, to that area. I mean, my here's my plans. You know, I was thinking when this happened. First, I got to accept all this. I got through that. I think, I don't know what time frame it was, maybe a year or so. It was kind of like, you know, I got to do something with this. And, and I was doing some research online, but not a lot of it. I was trying to, to learn. Uh, I caught some of the shows that weren't either making sense or not to me, but, you know, it was Bigfoot-related anyhow. And then I finally got online and found a group. Uh, there's several of them out there. We all know about those. But the first one that I started trusting and, and got on was uh, – was a group for believers only and i thought you know what this sounds like me i don't want to be harassed about this i just want to be able to talk to other people and a guy heard my encounter read my encounter and here he lived just north of that so this is probably this was last year actually before he contacted me but my goal was i want to learn and i want to find some people that would like to go back to allegheny national forest with me on this atv trail and part of that requirement is you have to have a, a registered and insured ATV. A lot of people have ATVs around here, but they're not registered in short, so they can't go up on the trail. Uh, it was so far in off the trail that off the roads that we're not hiking in. It's not really a hiking trail. I mean, you could hike there, I guess. Uh, you know, and, and then to find somebody that was into the, the Sasquatch and, and be willing to do that. And then I wanted to learn 
before I went back there how not to screw up. I don't. I, what are their habits? What am I going to do without really disturbing things? You know, I want to be a smarter person in the woods when I go back up there. And and then here in the meantime, this guy contacted me last year and said, "Hey, I'm having these encounters. You want to come up?" And uh, his name's Doug, and he invited me up, and it's been awesome. The stuff we're finding and everything. And then I've got other people now that is getting out asking me to check this out for them or that and. The active research really just started a year ago. I'm very new at that. Uh, but it brings you in quickly. You know, if you listen to the folks that, that seem to know what they're talking about and what to look for, uh, whether I have an encounter or not when I'm out there, I just, I love the woods. I mean, it's I see different things now. I'm looking differently, you know. And, and so the active research, uh, a year, year and a half maybe. Uh, but trying to learn more about them is almost instant through books or through uh you know, now I collect. I actually collect books. It's become one of my hobbies of of uh, cryptid books, and you know, try to get some of the old school ones, and and try to get folks' autographs on them, that kind of thing. It's it's a side thing that's happened out of this, but it's it's interesting because there's so much good information in some of these old these old books. You know, that you just don't find. Uh, uh yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> you nailed yeah, it. Uh, I'm gonna interject here. You know. You know, I, I found your, your uh, you know, Dave, I found your story, <clears throat> you know, researching and looking through some other other uh, encounters and whatnot and, and whatnot. Is, and, and for the show as well, you know, I love to have, you know, periodically we have people on to share their encounters. But part of what I do is I go back and look at all these reports and encounters and blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I, it's kind of like a cold case, you know, uh, scenario where right. n- not that I'm not that I'm trying to solve someone's sighting i'm just looking for patterns and ideas and things that have happened that may correlate with another sighting or a sighting i've had or or what have you and so okay that that is part of the thing that i do and uh part of my research is to look at some of these historical uh reports encounters and see if there's anything of value there see if there's anything that will that matches other reports or encounters or stories and whatnot and i find that uh, a lot of times I find little tidbits, you know. It's not something I just blast out on Facebook or, or these media sites, you know, social right. sites that I just going, oh, I found this. No, no, I, 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 I compile them away, and, you know, it, it's just uh, part of my, my research. It's something I do. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I'm sure uh, that you've done, you know, as, you know, you've kind of become a little bit of a researcher yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, and 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 made some connections and stuff, you know. And we're talking about historical stuff and some of the value of of people like, say, Bob Gimlin and Roger Patterson and some of these other individuals. Oh out yeah, there. yeah. I mean, there's a huge value to it. I mean, do you agree? I, and, 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 oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know you have, um, you know, you feel a personal connection with Bob, and you've met him and whatnot. But you know, he for you. You've mentioned that he's kind of laid the, the groundwork for for people to share. You know, I mean, it's come out yeah, and put his actually, neck on the line. He really did. I mean, I didn't know anything mm-hmm. about Bob. I knew that, that that video was called the PG film, and you know, it was burned into my head as a kid. And uh, I remember my parents, and you know, they actually believed it. And and uh, I just remember that after this happened and going back and thinking, like, I remember that. And now I'm seeing this again, and and that's the first thing you see when you start getting into Sasquatch is you run into the PG stuff. You know the Patterson Gimlin stuff. They're the ones that laid to I mean, there's other guys before them, don't get me wrong, and you know who those are, but these guys there's a video that's out there that they still haven't proven wrong or, or fake, and as a matter of fact, as the high tech equipment comes out, they're finding more details to prove it right. I mean and 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 it's almost ruined this man's life, you know what I mean? Uh 
Right. And um, thank God he's back into going out into conferences and stuff because I had the chance to meet him last year. And, you know, I actually got in trouble for that. I uh, I was getting so busy that month that I had to write stuff down on the calendar. And my niece's wedding was the same day as the conference started. <laughs> and oh, I thought well. to myself, she's not even going to know I'm there, right? And so I had to apologize. And I said, you know, I love you guys, man. Do you understand that i got to go over here and meet Bob Gimlin and and I get the video and stuff, and I'll, my dad will be there, my my fiance, my brother, you know, of course, my brother is his daughter. Uh, I don't know that they liked that so much, and I felt bad. I mean, that's all I was thinking about was her the first day over there. But as soon as I walked in the doors, I could hear Bob's voice in the back. There was nobody there, so I had a chance to go walk up and talk to him. And, and you know, Tom Yemlin was, of course, travels with him and stuff. They were the nicest guys I ever met, and I'm talking to. Yeah. I mean, other people started coming in, and I thought I was, you know, I know he's there for all these people. I can't just pull him aside, but. I felt this kinship to him after I'd learned some things because of their, their their encounter, him and Roger Patterson's, and they got to see this this creature, we'll call it, uh, not knowing what it was, in plain sight. They know what they know what it wasn't, you know what I mean, and and they got to see that. But that was back in the day when people didn't buy into any of this stuff, and you know, like like I said, Bob's life was almost ruined. And to hear some of that that stuff about it, it's like wow, you know, those guys laid the groundwork. Uh, they laid the groundwork, and then so many others like them went out and just kept getting the castings. And you know how hard it is to get video or any proof to bring out to the public. But I, you know, I for one, I'm not into that. I mean, the science, yeah, I think it needs to be proven, and someone needs to do that. But I'm not a scientist, and I'm not going that route. I need to prove to myself what they are and, and stuff, and yeah. you know, more that way. But you know, that's these a, guys, that's a very I honest. Yeah, that's a very honest thing to say too. Uh, you know, there's too many. I believe in this field, a lot of people come out and say things definitively. You know, uh, oh, I know what Sasquatch is, or I know mm-hmm. this and that. And you're not saying that. I won't ever no. say that. I just don't know. But but we do know these things are out there. You know, creatures, you know uh, whatever you want to call them, they're there. And I I, I appreciate that. And I, w- I would definitely say my first in my first reaction to this, and and after the fact, until I got into it a little bit more, and it mm-hmm. still is this way a little bit, I guess is. It was a blood and flesh creature, a flesh and blood creature I saw that was standing there. It didn't poof away in a flood, you know, like people, some, you know how that goes. Uh, yeah. It didn't just walk into the trees and something opened up and it walked through a door. It didn't do none of that. No UFO come down and grabbed it. This thing stepped right. back into the woods and it was blending and it was gone. I never saw it. I just took off out of there. Uh, but as I've been researching a little bit, I'm learning to cross some lines that, just out of curiosity's sake, I won't say believer's sake yet, but uh-huh. it's like, what else exists? Because this didn't exist to me until that day. And this has right. been here for hundreds, if not thousands of years. So, you know, I, I will never call anybody a liar or foolish for thinking any way they want about what these are, because we simply don't know. Nobody does. I don't have one tied up in my backyard, and I don't know anybody that does. Uh, right, right. You know, <laughs> know what they are, so. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I got my own ideas and opinions of, of the to the possibility of what Sasquatch is. Uh, mm-hmm. But, I, you know, I, I find that if I go out and attack people or question them at great length, I'm all about questioning, questioning yes. in a civil manner. But, if I, you know, most of the time you see people attacking people in, in these forums and groups and, and in life in general, and it's a waste of time. If you take the subject serious, yes. you, you kind of keep an open ear, you know, mm-hmm. and then you go based on what you've seen or heard or or witnessed or researched, and and that's fine. But I don't uh, tend to go out and attack people. It's just a waste of my time. Yeah, and exactly. Exactly. It's a waste of time. Uh, either well, they did or they didn't. Pardon? 
I said, I appreciate that from your end, and, and it's you know it's good that there are a lot of other people out there like that. But some of those groups, I mean, I actually had to quit a few of them, because, a couple of them, because they're just like attacking and you know. And it wasn't me; it was just hearing what they do. And you go to defend someone else, just give him his chance to speak. He's just learning. He had an encounter, and blah blah. blah. It's just like my God, this is getting you know. Well, it, you said it, it's you know, you set a precedence for you got to imagine this. You have a lot of people coming into these forums and groups online that don't know anything, but maybe they've had an encounter, and you're coming yeah. out and just blasting away this hate or whatever. And it takes yeah, time to learn this. Trust me, I'm not. Perfect. And anybody that thinks they're an expert is is totally wrong because nobody is. We don't. Nobody's. We can't monitor these things. We haven't been able to. What are they? I mean, you have to monitor them over a period of time to know what they are. I'm sorry, but that's my opinion. And yeah. Nobody's been able to do that. And and you know what's weird is uh I wanted to say this real quick too, is Absolutely. is on the subject is on the subject of groups and stuff like that, is uh I heard Les Stroud say this on one of his shows, and I've always believed this. I didn't have to have him say this, but it was it, the way he said it made sense to me. He said, as an outsider coming in, he said, The weirdest thing is it's not an argument about the, the believers and the non believers so much. They either believe or they don't. It's about the arguments with the believers from one end to the other, you know, UFO to the blood and flesh and, and the animal uh, half-ape thing. And, and that is so true. I've seen that. It's like, my God, there's there's no, you know, where's the middle ground here? And, or, or either end, actually. I like to hear the other end just to see maybe there's something, you know, I want to get to the truth. I want to know the truth, whether I, I, I'm not thinking I'm going to get to it. But I want to be, I hope it happens in my lifetime. I really want to see something come of this with part of my fear being, well, I hope it doesn't affect them and people go out hunting them then, you know, or something. But mm-hmm. I really do, for my sake, want to know what these things are and, and and know more about it because, you know, well, who doesn't once you see this? I mean, I'm, <laughs> you know, they're yeah. there. It's like, what are they? I know everything else that's out there. I know what a bear, you know. If you don't, you can get online and find out. You can't find out about these. You only get people's opinions. <laughs> and those opinions are valuable, and I, I and I hate when people put them down. Yeah. Uh, I dislike very much when people put them down. I'll say that. I, I'm just glad I'm not one of those kind of people. And you know, I just thank God you're not either. And a lot of people that aren't, it, well, it, those are the people me. you talk to. And yeah, I, I and and your your points are so valid and on point, And I totally agree with you. You know, I have many disagreements with some of what people have said they've seen and 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 witness and all. But I wasn't there. So basically, what I can take from I can either take something from that or not. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm not experienced or witnessed that. And I've come to the realization that, um, you know, uh, what direction do I want to take, you know? Uh, and yeah. so my direction is, okay, I go with a lot of the physical stuff. You know, I'm not a big paranormal guy. I'm not witnessing anything paranormal. I'm not. It's not been my forte. It's not been anything I've witnessed. I've only witnessed physical stuff, stuff that I can record. Um, but I don't spend my time attacking those that have said they've experienced that stuff you know right. maybe they have maybe they haven't i don't know uh right. until i experience that um i don't need i don't have a need to attack that or, or explain it away i just focus on mm-hmm. my research and 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 those that i i agree with you know wholeheartedly but i don't uh, exclude them you know i just kind of uh you know that's just not anything i've witnessed yet uh but i right. have no reason to attack them personally you know maybe Maybe not. Uh, right now, I'm yep. not in that in the paranormal world. You know, it's not my thing because I just don't believe that. But mm-hmm. you know what? You know, it's not my. Uh, I don't think it's my place to go out and destroy people because of maybe a possibility or a sighting they've had. 
Exactly. I mean, and, I, and I'll be honest with you. Another guy that I met uh, through this guy, Doug, that up in Oil City, he lived about a block away from Doug, and Doug never, they never knew each other. But we met online. He's having other experiences that go to, towards that end. I've jumped in and camp, had to camp with him one night to, to witness this, and I've seen some very peculiar stuff without going into detail. Uh, that's not why we're having this conversation, but I, I just got to say it opened my mind up to at least start thinking about this. So, you know, of course, I discuss with them guys all the time because I'm interested. They're the ones living it, living in the woods three or four nights a week and experiencing this stuff. Now, is it something else that they're, they're confusing with this? I personally don't know. You know, they don't think so, and I, I have to go with kind of how they feel, but I still have my own opinion about it, but I'm not going to argue with them. I, you know, and, and I'm kind of opening my mind up a lot, uh, you know, with – I don't know what they are, but don't stop right there. You know, just don't put a wall up. And because I put a wall up before, and this thing, that wall opened up real quick on me, and you know, it uh, showed me that it existed. And and you know, putting more walls up, I might fail to see something that I I need to see. I mean, it's yeah. just not where I follow right now, probably. But I'm not saying I won't be there next month, yeah. next year. Who knows? It depends on how things go. Right. But it's fascinating. I, I can sort of look at the woods a lot different. <laughs> you yeah. Know? No, I appreciate that approach. I appreciate that approach. I really do. You know, um, I, I I really try not to. You know, as humans, we tend to uh, see things black and white and try to put these walls up and on. And I'm not saying, trust me, I'm not a paranormal guy. I, I these, right. For me, Sasquatch is flesh and blood and other God's creation, something else out there. Uh, but I don't, I'm not so close-minded to say that there's a possibility, you know, um, that it's something more. I just, right now, I'm not experience that everything tells me otherwise and but there's a there's a you know there's a voice out there for some of this other stuff you know oh absolutely that's what related i don't know uh maybe something completely different but um you know i'm not i just don't have the time i don't have the means or the power or the will to go out and to right. attack some of these other folk you know um and to even so, try to prove it if you did believe right. it, I it, mean, you know, they say they can't with scientific equipment. They said they tend, you know, the people that believe that say, well, that that scares them. You won't see. I mean, is that true? And if you, are I mean, where do you, how do you prove that point? Like, how do we prove any of it, really? But it right. just gets we're, difficult we're having, to, to follow. Right, we're having a hard enough time trying to prove Sasquatch actually exists, let alone everything mm-hmm. else. So my focus is on, you know, you know, getting the word out there that they do exist and trying to prove that. You know, that's my personal goal. Uh, as to figuring out what they are and why they're there and how they exist and the whole nine, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I, I've said this time and time again. Jane Goodall is a, you know, uh, a great, you know, she's a hero of mine uh, based on some of the stuff she had done, and uh, but she she went at, at an approach, you know, well we knew chimpanzees existed, but she, you know, a lot of things that chimpanzees did we did not know they did only until she proved they did what they did, mm-hmm. and so. Um, it's you know uh, none of us right now are in a position to get paid to do that sort of uh, research you know uh, or or be on the field you know uh, six months or whatever but uh, right you know, tid, that's so tidbits, true isn't tidbits. it yeah it's true it? and I mean everybody tidbits, that's so, in this business is doing it on their own mm-hmm. dime too I mean most people I mean there are some people yeah. that might live but God give them guys credit to go to some of these conferences and travel and want to get the word out because they're they're for the most part spending their own money. They're not making money on this stuff, and and you know that's that's a good thing, I think. Yeah, you know, well, that, I, I, have to, yeah. I have to agree with. I mean, this with I mean Shane, your approach of like not. It it would take a lot of arrogance for someone to, and it does because people do it all the time to attack 
somebody else's experience. You know, we don't when we can't. And I there's a lot of uh, in in bigfooting there. There's this thing of my bigfooting is better than your bigfooting, which I have to call BS on, or else we wouldn't still be having a conversation about whether or not they exist. Right. But well, that's one thing I'd like to say with that comment is too is now that I know more about Sasquatch and stuff, I, I listen to my story and I actually have it. I, I put it on paper so it doesn't change, you know, because I know how people tend to embellish or, or even take away, so it doesn't sound so I don't know the right word, you know, better than someone else's or something. I look at this and I go, man, how fortunate was I to, to be in this situation? And, you know, the question does go through my mind, like telling a story sounds like a total crock of, you know, I think telling any Sasquatch story used to, to me, sound like a crock of stuff. But now that I've a minute more and I hear a lot of these, I think this was, I think, I know what I saw and I don't know how to prove, I don't know that I care to prove it to anybody because it's in, you know, that forever be locked into my brain. And uh, but it used to kind of bother me. Like, I, I, how do I tell this? People are going to think I'm way over the edge on this story to to try to get it more believable or unbelievable. I don't know whatever way they're looking at it. But it is what happened, and it's kind of like you know. So yeah, to hear some other people's stories, you just if you weren't there, you know, it's so hard to tell somebody they're wrong. You just it's one thing they say you can't prove they don't exist, right? That's true. <laughs> but and everybody's everybody's personal experience is their experience. Just like I mean, there is no way for you to to prove your encounter to anybody. It was your encounter, right. but it becomes part of right. the. But it, but it, like you say, it, the effect that it had on your life. I mean, what either you know, either you had an encounter, or you just decided you needed a new hobby out of the blue. Right. And you, you thought you. I mean, that, just you know. I never thought of that as a change. I never thought of that as one of the things that changed me. Yeah, you're right. It just it does yeah. totally re- redirect your efforts and stuff. And the same thing but, happens you know, with a lot of. There's some people that are complete that go to complete denial about their encounter. They won't want to don't mm-hmm. want to talk about it. They don't they don't want to acknowledge that it happened. You know, and and I've I've met several people that. That actually, I was the first person they told their encounter to, and sometimes those one of my good friends, Larry, I was the first person he'd shared an encounter that he'd had 30 years ago. That and wow. so some people, you know, and there's a lot of people out there, and that are are looking for somebody to be able to sh- to talk to about it, and you know, mm-hmm. sometimes their that their their experience of sharing with it with people isn't a positive one and they clam up. So your experience of right. not wanting, you know, not wanting, you know, there's that, I, I don't want to, somebody to think I'm crazy. I don't, you know, what, whatever, or, or is, is not uncommon. So. Right. And you know, the hardest part was I have a professional job. I'll call it a professional job at, you know, I work in a corporate environment and uh, don't bring that up at work. You know what I mean? But oh. <laughs> being in a comfortable position and at my age right now, I really don't care. I mean, I do care. I, I carry a good attitude at work and stuff like that. So when I say I don't care, I don't mean I'm sloppy about that. But it just recently I've opened up to my boss to tell him some stuff, and he's just fascinated with it. And it surprises me how many people are actually accepting of it. You know, it's mm-hmm. like you don't have to hold There's There's going to be few that aren't, and, and, and I no longer live my life for them, so I really don't care to this point. I mean, I, I can't say I don't care. I uh, I stay away from those yeah. conversations if I sense they don't want to hear it, you know. But, you know, if they don't want to hear it, that's their choice. If there's a group of people that do and they're in part of that and they don't want to hear it, walk away. They can just 
turn the channel. I, you know, people need to know about this stuff, and they need to know it exists, and they need to know it's okay for them to say that they had some weird encounters. And you get some some good stories out of it when you open up. Other people Absolutely. say, you know what, you know, I had this happen to me, and I never thought that they threw rocks, you know, or something. I've got a few of those, and it's like, yeah, you never know. You know, you can't go back and prove that, but just give you something to think about now and next time you're in the woods. And it's a, it's an eye-opening experience, and I tell you, I want to say I wish it on everybody because people say, oh, I wish I could see one. I mean, my I think my encounter was very fortunate that it, it wasn't aggressive. I've, I don't know anybody that's come out of the woods. Well, it's been killed by one or attacked by one because, of course, they didn't come out of the woods to tell the story. But, uh, yeah, you know, I know people. I know one person that was bull rushed by one, but it was was it was an aggressive point and then it stopped up to a point. But I don't know anybody that's had it really bad. It's the experience that we we make out of it. You know what I mean? Like. This is something that's not supposed to exist, and it's a monster, and it freaks us out. I mean, because we've been told that all our lives. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know why we have. It's part of some bigger plan or something, but, you know, I go back now and think, what else have I been told that I can just say, let me look at this again? Because these these magnificent creatures, I'll call them, you know, and, and hearing the DNA results at the last conference I was at and stuff, there's other routes to go down. I really don't want to know about talking about that can of worms now. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I still, myself, even without those, still have referred to them as a people. So if you hear me say that, it's just better than the animal to me. I don't know. You know, they might right. be part well, of it. I don't know. But yeah, they're I not. Don't. Yeah, we don't know that. That's just, I just want to clarify that. That's just my terminology. It's kind of like, you know, it just makes it easier to talk about that. I have to explain it every time you say the word. Some people call them apes. Some people call them animals. I tend not to use that. You know, this wasn't an animal. It didn't attack me. <laughs> you know, if, if there were right, young, right. if I was too close, this thing acted out of like it knew what it was doing, not out of it was defensive and scared. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was kind of. Great point. Great point. You know, I, I, I don't really get offended when people call them people or creatures or animals. I don't get offended by that whatsoever because. I know they're there. I don't know what they are, so I, I won't right. claim to know what they are. And I won't get offended by what people use as terminology, um, as okay. long as they don't say definitively they know what they are. I mean, that's to right. me, okay, well, how? And then that leads into a can of worms. But, if you know, I'm all, you know, I'm open to many things as far as what they could be. Um, but definitive terms turn me off, as do a lot of people, even those that don't believe they exist. You know, when, you, when someone comes out and says, oh, they're human, or they're ape, or they're this, or they're that, you know, I mean, uh, they're primate, blah, blah, blah. They're a creature. You know, that turns off a lot of the scientific community and turns off a lot of just your average listener. Or those are just maybe interested in the subject or not interested. So, right. but it doesn't turn me well, off, you know, as long as it's not definitive. It's like, well, I don't know, but I'll, you know, this is the term I'm going to use. Right, and and I mean going back, you mentioned scientists and turning them off. We need them. I mean, we all know that it's uh, our community needs them. It's it's like you know when Dr. Malcolm jumped on board, he don't know what it, he he goes with the part eight thing. But but what I appreciate yeah. about him is here's a guy that's that people respect from the outside the Bigfoot world, and he's saying these footprints aren't human and they're not ape. There's something in between or something not known, you know, a, a unknown primate, whatever. Uh, but they're not human and they're not people like you and me, and they're not a gorilla or chimpanzee or something that we know about. These are, this exists. And I mean, you know, whether he sticks with his theory or not, I don't have to agree with, but I am, I welcome that guy and people like him so much, you know, that because they've, they've given us a little bit of credence. I mean, 
giving people that know they exist some crazy these things do exist. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I welcome them. I some people, you know, I read some of the stuff, well, all this guy believes in is the apes. All this guy thinks is a UFO. There we go again. We're not solving anything by doing that. We're talking about each other, <laughs> right. then, you know. Well, <laughs> we in a, welcome right, them we all. We need everybody in here. Yeah. Right. And, everybody. It's, 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 and it's it's semantics. I mean that's you yes. know, we like you said, we're 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 just like in a lot of encounters, you know, people are I label stuff like like cloaking or zapping or something's a tree knock until you know, we we label things but we don't know we don't know that that's exactly what is those encounters are unless you see right. and we don't even know with a, with any certainty that they are things that are caused by a Sasquatch or Bigfoot or for forest person, land giant, whatever you want to call them. I know there was a, a big deal made, you know, not too long ago that that some of the scientists didn't like the term Bigfooting or I'm going squatching because it wasn't scientific yeah. enough. Was too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, like, really? I mean, that's that's what we got to worry about. We, you know. Yeah, that draws so, the line right there. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> there's, it, it's, you know, it, it's, and those are layman's terms, really. If the scientist wants to talk about them being something specific, they don't know any better than we do. So, mm-hmm. and I will say to this too. I mean, I'm still new. Like I said, I, I, I never, I don't claim to be in this for you. Well, you know how long I've been into this. Uh, my my thing is, you know, we need everybody in this because everybody has their own peace of mind and, and their own thing that's going to bring a piece of this puzzle. I mean, it's, you know, some of the people that are so adamant about it being one way or the other, I, I usually don't like to listen to that, but I've, I have opened my mind and started listening to some of it because some people, I believe, that they're having some of those experiences, whether they're related or not. Who's going to know that, you know, until we actually see it all happen in ourselves or they do, and and, uh, you know, I don't want to get into that. I, I have had some other weird things happen like that, but I really don't want to open that can of worms up because it can go kind of deep in another three hours. And, uh, you know, yeah. there, there's there's some things that go on out there that are very bizarre, but it's only because I'm looking at the woods differently now. You know, that's... Mm-hmm. So yeah, I follow you. Yeah. an eye-opening. And I have, I have friends that are good friends of mine that have claimed some weird... And I say weird things that we can't easily attribute that we wouldn't attribute to known animals, you know that right. they attribute to to Bigfoot, and uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, the eye side yeah. is one of them. I, uh, I we yeah. a lot of us spending time out there have witnessed that at night, and it's very bizarre. It's not, you know, I don't know. I <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I think that does exist, but that doesn't mean it's it's magic. It's just a different way the eye works. So, right, right. Who knows? So nobody you know, will know until we get that evidence. Right, and Dave, and he, I know and, that uh, you, you, you know, you go out in the field. Uh, I don't know if you've been out recently, but one of your uh, uh, fellow field researchers is not doing too well. And I know you wanted to kind of give him a shout out, so I want to give you an opportunity yeah. to do so. I know he's in the chat room right now, so he's listening. One of them is, yeah. I mean, there's uh, there's two of them actually. Uh, mm. I want to give a shout out to Brian Davis, who's not doing yes. real well. A lot of people know Brian. He's he was out at Beach yeah. uh, Foot last year and got to know a lot of it. He, he's the one that told me about knowing Jeff Meldrum or Doctor Meldrum. And I'm sitting in this yeah. conference room. Doctor Meldrum come in late and 
He's like, no, he's coming. He's, his plane was late, and I'm like, yeah, my back was turned to the door, and I'm sitting there, and he looks up. Brian looks up. I just met him that night, so I didn't know Brian before, from anybody before then. He looks up and says, hi, Jeff. <laughs> I says, hi, Brian. I'm like, i got to get to know this guy. You know, it was kind yeah. of funny, but uh, <laughs> we've hit it off. I, I really like the guy. We did a camping trip here not too long ago and had some really outrageous things happen, again, up in the Allegheny National Forest, but further north of where mine kind of happened. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, he's not doing so well, and he had some weird things happen inside him. He's doing uh, better though. Hopefully. He's doing better. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's upbeat. Uh, I, you know, I follow follow him on Facebook and some other areas, and and he's doing better, and he's upbeat, and he's listening to the show right now. And like you said, right now, he's I'm reading his comment. Uh, thank you, sitting in the hospital listening to this show, and thank you for listening, Brian. And we all we all pray and hope that you get better and get back out there in the Certainly field. Do. Yeah, and but, and also uh, yeah. another friend of mine, the guy that invited me up to really do the field, start doing field research in an active. He called it his active habituation area, which uh, is pretty active, I think, in my own personal opinion. But I'm still too new <laughs> with that. But anyhow, he was missing for four weeks, and I couldn't find him. And we he wasn't doing too well this summer. We didn't get the chance to go out a lot together. And here, another friend up there found that he was light flighted down to a hospital in Pittsburgh. So uh, he ended up getting some mold disease somehow, and it went into his heart, his lungs, and his kidneys shut down. Holy cow. dialysis three days a week. So yeah. my days with my buddy Doug might not be long for the field. Uh, I don't know if he'll be up and around on his feet, but, you know, I'll miss him, and I miss it. And, and I told him I'd never go in that area without his permission, and I'm going to honor that. So, uh, Well, he's, you know, he's listening to the show right now, I'll tell you that. And has commented uh, a few times, and I know he's, you know, I'm look, he's listening to the show right now, and I know he he he's written a book, correct? Oh no, that's Doug. That's another guy. Uh, oh, I, Doug, I, I, Doug Retzer. I'm sorry, I meant Doug Retzer. If I said Doug Waller, I apologize about that. Doug Waller wrote the book. He's from Ohio. Doug Retzer was yeah, my yeah. research partner. That I'm getting Doug's confused. Thanks, God. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Doug, Doug Retzer's in the hospital. But Doug is, uh, yeah, I was wondering because Doug Retcher doesn't have a PC with him in the hospital or any way of listening with his okay. phone or nothing. So I was wondering. Yeah. yeah, Doug Waller, I actually met him at a conference, and he heard me talking to some guy and just mentioned it. it was. I think he heard me talking to Brian, actually. And uh, he came over and said, I write books, and uh, would you know would you want me to call you and put you in? And I was like, uh, okay. I don't <laughs> know what this was going to turn out to be. And he did. And at the last conference I was at in Baroque, his new book came out, so he he was gracious enough to to let me have or you know get me one and I autograph it and it was just really strange to see your name in a book you know it was like really it was just an encounter but that's what he does he writes books about encounters uh, I think his, his last one the one that my story was in three pages of was called Hidden Encounters and I'm I'm reading it now it's very good you know but he he I like the name like Hidden Encounters he said that he goes like gives these conferences and these are hidden encounters people don't talk about them until Absolutely. they're with people that are okay with it, and then they open up. And that's how he gets these stories, and it's very fascinating that he lives that life, you know, to be able to go out and meet all these new, not new, but some of these are old stories, 30, you know, 20, 30 years ago, but they've never talked about them. And, uh, and to see their eyes for the first time to tell them a story would be phenomenal. I mean, I think it would be fascinating to see, a, like, welcoming a new person into your group because that's what happens once they're able to get it out. And, you know, well, yeah, it's a great he's a great guy. He's, mm-hmm. I was going to say it's a great approach uh, at these conferences and whatnot because I've been to many, many of these conferences and symposiums and whatnot, and heard first, you know, first, uh, you know, uh, from accounts from people that don't you don't find these accounts or reports or sightings on on any anywhere, 
other than you hear them at these uh, symposiums and conferences and whatnot. And I've seen some some of the best trail cam photos and whatnot from these uh, symposiums and whatnot. And, and not mm-hmm. just that, just the encounters and stuff. But people, you know, they go there to try and learn or figure it out or collaborate a little bit, but they don't want to be known or they don't want their, their name out there because of all the endless possibilities. Um, right. And, and Doug, Doug's right in doing what he's doing because you do learn a lot and hear a lot at these, these conferences and whatnot that you won't hear right. anywhere else. Just It's simple. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's why I love them so much. I mean, I love going to these things. It's You get to meet some of the people that have been in it for a while and they bring a different approach, scientific or whichever area they work in. And some of the artists, some of the authors, different approaches that are fascinating to me that uh, you, know, you get to see these renditions and artists that have done other people's encounters that are just like amazing to me that you know that you see different versions of of sasquatch that are in different parts of the country and i believe they all they do look different probably like people or other things do you know it's uh but then doug writing stories like this yeah it's 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 cool to meet people like that and uh not knowing that they ever existed until then you know mm-hmm. you know it's a big it's a big group of people out there that all have a piece to play and uh one day we'll get there and you know, I, I sometimes wonder, do we really want to? Because I've become <laughs> a little bit more protective of things like the areas, the uh, who you tell different things to, because you don't know what, you, you know, well, I do know what people are capable of, and they'll go out and trash the woods looking for this thing and not have any respect, and, you know, I don't want that. I, you know, none of us do, I don't yeah. think. So. Right. Well, but, I, yeah, I got to ask you, though. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Gunner. No, I'm... I, there's part of me that you know really wants confirmation species and provide you know protection. Though the argument is that we we need to be protecting their their environment right now because there's already known animals that live in that environment that should be being should, we should be protecting. We should always be good stewards of the planet. But uh, there's also the part of me that you know loves the mystery part and and when it's solved, it's like it's not like that'll be the it. It'll be there will be more to be looked at when um, it becomes gen- when they are at the day of discovery. You know, then mm-hmm. there'll be more. What are they? I mean, and and but I I don't want them to end up in the zoo or or uh, have people out there thinking that they make a great trophy for. Her. Of course, if that was easy, then you know, was that easy to go out and hunt? Right, there'd be there'd be a, a bigfoot rug in somebody's. Uh, den or whatever. That, that's why we can't discount some of the people that are talking on the other realm sometimes. It's like it just makes you wonder. I'm not going there, but it right. makes you wonder. You know, like, yeah, why aren't they? What, you know, and I don't know. There's so many, you know, one 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 answer brings a ton more questions, doesn't it? It's like, yeah, you know, it's so fascinating mm-hmm. to me that I can't put it down and it's it just gotten gotten to the point where I got to check myself because you know there's other things I'm doing in life and and so forth. But you know to have this this creature do what it did and stand up that close to me and let me see it now, knowing that they don't do that. This isn't a common thing. If it was, we'd have more people talking about it, or we right. have more pictures. I mean, I actually don't still don't have one today. I, I need to get one. But a lot of guys ride with GoPros on their helmets. What if I had one on my helmet? You know, would it have stood up? Would I've had this opportunity? Would would this be like a piece of film that I can look at and say, my God, that's what it was? I don't know. But I, I wonder about that all the time. You know, it's like, uh, I, I don't know that I want that footage, to be honest. Yeah. What, what does you know, the future it, hold it, for you, Dave? What, what what are you playing down the road? You got plans? 
I mean, what do you and what do you got going terrain? on down the road here? Well, no, actually, I have no plans in concrete with uh, what Doug and I were going to do. Doug Retzer up in Oil City, up in the Franklin uh, area of Pennsylvania, in his area, we're going to try to get into the habituation thing a little bit more. Uh, spend some time that could take years. I mean, that was kind of a goal because. You know, with the evidence that we were seeing up there, it, it was worth trying to do that and see if we can get some trust. I don't know how that works, if that works. But, you know, with all the other techniques that were going around and, and we haven't got there yet, why not try something new? Uh, so we were going to try that. Like other people say, they're having some, some good success or decent ex- success. And uh, But now with his hospitalization and not knowing what the future holds, I'm not sure. You know, I don't know if, these, if I'll be able to go out in my old hunting farmland places around here and look you know i don't know if that they're in the smaller woods I, I really haven't done that kind of search yet so north of me the area that i'm talking about that i go up to about 80 miles away from me so it's not like next door i have to drive an hour and a half to get there <laughs> so we were doing it like every other weekend last year and, and i plan on doing that this year but again with his illness uh so right now my my goal is to just keep learning as much as i can and in, in the meantime you know reading uh staying in touch with folks uh, trying to make new contacts and open up anything new that, you know, I just want to, I want to get out there more into the, the field and do more, more work. I really do. That's where they're at and that's where you're going to find this stuff. So, uh, but I'd like to do it in my state, you know, and, and up near where I had my encounter up in that area. So we'll see. Uh, I don't want to do it by myself. So you, yeah, you got to find people that are willing to do that and have the same frame of mind and, willingness to stick it out that you have so that's not always easy to find that whole combination of people but that may be where it heads now because of Doug's illness and you know there's some other options up in that area too with other people that uh they're looking at some things so but that's pretty much where it is other otherwise just go to work and and love life you know, as yeah much as you can. love life and, but there's always uh, going to be a piece now with Sasquatch in it that's without a doubt I mean again I'm new at this uh but I don't see that stopping in any way, shape, or form after this. There's no way. I mean, I can't just, this thing stood up and did this for a reason, and I don't know what that reason is, and that's part of the thing I'm searching for. I don't know if I'll ever find that answer. Yeah. Dave, I really appreciate you coming on Monster X today and sharing with us your encounter and and how, I mean, the the after effects are huge for your, you know, you walk through the doorway, buddy. uh, Oh, yeah, it is, isn't it? We got a, and the door a open. Left. You can always go back up. <laughs> All righty. Hey, guys, well, I really appreciate you having me on. That was a real shock to have you guys invite me. And I was like, wow, really? But, yeah, it, it you know, it, it wasn't a, an option whether I was going to. If you wanted me to, uh, the stories need to get out there, and, and the real stories need to get out there. And, you know, they're all a little different, but 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 they're there. Well, they're hope, all, there's I a piece of puzzle in every one of them. I hope to sit down, you know, and have a beer with you at when we run a, into each other at one of these conferences here soon. So, well, you doing thanks again for coming year? on, buddy. Yes, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I got my invite actually. I actually got an invite for that next year, and I paid for it. I talked to Todd, and, and Derek actually got it for me. So, I plan on, God willing, nothing happens. Plan on being there, and uh, you, you know, I, awesome. I saw that you guys were there. I, I just listened to your story not too long ago from there this year. Brian talked about it, of course. Brian Davis. Oh my God, the pictures and the the stories that he can't tell me are what I really want to know. <laughs> but yeah, what a group of people, huh? I mean, I just oh. yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it started right. on the West Coast, and that's where the that's where the older guys are. So, well, thanks for joining us, uh, Dave. Thank you so much, and we Thank hope you to hear very from much. you soon. Oh yeah, you will. I'll stay in touch. 
Thank Stay you. Safe. All right, guys. See you later. See you later. Well, that's all about all the time we have for uh, Monster X this week. Um, I promised to do a drawing for a coffee and Apex Encounters. Apex Encounters. You you have a, a Sasquatch Coffee gift pack coming your way, so I'll, I'll uh, hit you up in the chat room. Thanks, everybody. We will uh, be back next week at 4 p.m. Pacific with Monster X Radio. Thanks again, Dave, for joining us, and Shane, as always.